Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name's Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. I'm Art. This is a Sunday edition. Thanks for joining us. How the heck you guys doing, huh? Uh, hanging in there, Warren. Forgot to mention Morning Motors on the last podcast, I just realized. Oh, snap. Yeah. That was an oversight. Yep. Did we not but, think of that? Yep. I hope you're having fun at Morning Motors today. On your way to Morning Motors. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Listen to this. Maybe it might happen. Uh, yeah, crazy about that triathlon, huh? Mm-hmm. I hate that kind of stuff. Art and I were just I talking know, about that. Dude. You try to do all your research and then something pops up fucking a week before, yeah. not even a week before the fucking thing. I mean, like, that's been planned forever. But... calendar for everything in the world? <laughs> yeah. There's events and certain area codes. I don't you think it's gnarly that they just shut down Highway One, like very, like that whole section very. coming down the, and you're killing like all the business in Pescadero that day, and yeah, like, like all the the Costa Nova business. I in just the picture morning people and, who are here on a, you know, a vacation from Europe, and yeah. they're in a rental car, and they're like, oh, this is the day Highway yep. One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nope. that sucks. Yeah, but I guess it is a time frame though, right? So they just have to yeah, wait around. Still and, and if I understand it correctly, it's it is it's only half of it. Because it's north is open. They they basically run or whatever they're doing. They're yeah. going north and then yeah. they're coming back down, right? Yeah. And there might whatever be a little doing. bit of overlap where they're both ways are I, closed. I don't know if it's the like running portion hours. or the bike, biking oh, portion. Okay. But, but it's um, a good like three hours of it being closed. I don't think way. it's the swimming portion. I'm pretty sure. Not. Yeah. Probably not. It's pretty gnarly, dude. Like 8 to 11, I think it was closed on southbound. Yeah. 8.15 to 11 or something. Yeah. I've been stuck in that for like one of the bike races um, coming home from work a long time, you know, when I used to commute. Yeah. And, dude, you're so frustrated when you're in that. You're like, dude, I'm fucking trying to get to work right. from my town. The people are, like, riding a fucking bike up. Like, just go bike by yourself, dude. Yeah. Go bike by yourself. I mean, just go. Oh, well, they did the whole, like, California tour to California or whatever. Sure. That might have been it. Oh, that was pretty rad, actually. We saw that was, them, like, many days in a row. We saw them go by yeah, the GoPro office when we were on one there. Yeah. And like it was rad to see them like at full speed and they actually how they draft each other. So like as soon as one guy moves left, the whole line goes left. And like it, it's really like eventually I watched the the like sprint finish when they finish in uh, Santa Cruz. It was the Amgen tour to California or something. It's actually pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's the one probably. Fuck yeah. Uh, but this is a triathlon, and they take over. Have you seen the Safeway, like right down the street here? They they have there's that field across the street. And yeah. They fence oh, that whole right. thing off. Yeah. And there's like. Tons of trucks are. and just, huh? Is that where the bikes are? There's, I remember, I don't know. I thought they, they have fenced in areas where they put everybody's bikes. Cause oh, at some know. point, like, I don't know how many competitors there are. Yeah. Everybody runs in and uh, grab yeah. their bike and continue huh. on. Um, yeah. And this is specifically the Ironman triathlon. Yeah. yeah. The gnarly one. So <laughs> you can drive by and it's like the most expensive bikes, yeah, yeah. like just, because they have to be all protected, like, right? And yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if that's where they put them, but this is like all big trucks and just like 
crates of brand new, like, um, the round Gatorade tubs, oh, yeah. like, and, but there's like tons of them, you know, and like, and like, like pallets of Gatorade and, and all yeah. these other things like that. It's just like such a big event that they're, they're putting on. It starts at uh depot park, right, right down, you know, kind of downtown by the boardwalk That's where I saw the, I couldn't think of the name of the park. Gotcha. Yeah, that's where all those, uh, bikes I want to, I want to hear some yeah. stats. Uh, Brian, you're a stats guy. How many calories burned by the group? Uh, weight lost, water yeah. consumed. What, I mean, how many people do you think do this thing? I don't know. Uh, uh, Iron Man's pretty, pretty gnarly. It's it totally insane. gnarly. Yeah. It's insane. Why is it I called Iron Man? Like, how'd they come up with They're just like, oh, I like that. Well, that's tough, man. Iron Man character. Ivan Stewart was like, <laughs> Get off of my cloud. Yeah, dude, Iron Stewart <laughs> just driving around. These guys are, they do a, what is it, like a five-mile swim. I don't even want to say, say the stats, but also. It's like a, a full s- marathon, right? After they run, uh, they like ride bikes. 26.2 like, miles running. After, that's the last thing they do. <sighs> after they ride their bikes, bikes like 75 like, miles? I think it's like swim, bike, it's swim, bike, run, right? It is. I don't know. Yeah. It is. Swim, bike, run. Which is so gnarly because you're getting out of the water and then you have to go yeah. swim and you're like, imagine the chafing and all the, oh man, <laughs> not good. Yeah, it's not good. I'm just going to drive a car. Yep. You don't get uh, to rock that cool sticker on the back of your car. Was it like 037 or whatever? What is the number that they put on the back that's of That's a Lancia. <laughs> that is. <laughs> it's the, so out of the exercise I, game. I, like even like Iron Man's like 151 or 151, something. 151, dog. Point. Two or whatever. Fifteen fifty-two. Twenty-six point two is uh, is a marathon. I know that. Yeah. And then the zero sticker is my favorite. I don't run. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, so any uh anything going on here? Any project car updates? Any uh interesting drives? Any interesting, you know? Track I put my days? I put How my car up. Start? I put my car up on the ramps and got under it. Nice. And I like kind of like. Tighten tapped on things, tighten the ting, exhaust ting, ting. a little bit and stuff. I don't really? Know. Yeah. Nothing and bolting. Yeah, just kind of nothing and bolting, basically. Checking it out, you know? Like I haven't done it in a while, so. Sounds like you just need to nap. I was just and hoping. You, and, the, and the living yeah, room was full. Basically. <laughs> needed to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, so one of my uncles, um, I heard about this when I was a kid. So um, they were on my grandpa's farm. And uh, two of my uncles went out to do something on the field. I don't, there was a sorghum field. I remember that. And uh, they went and oh, passed out. Uh, they took a nap. And one of my uncles, like, disappeared. And the other guy woke up. He's like, dude, where the hell did he go? And, like, he couldn't find him. And he's like, well, shit, I guess I'll just drive. Like, after looking, like, shouting, yelling for about an hour, like, just couldn't find him. He ran over him. Ran over him, dude. He backed up. And he had he passed right. over his nap, buddy? <laughs> he passed out. Dude, dude how passed out was that guy? I don't know. He was very Yelling? Yelling, kept walking around, whatever. And so he ran over him, like, in reverse, like, backed over him. And he broke all of his ribs, but he survived. Oh, rude awakening. Super gnarly. (laughs) Rude awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. Just surprise. Um, (laughs) Johnny, why didn't you look? By the way, yelling, you're just like, ah, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. His car starts sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. (laughs) So gnarly. What the fuck? I know. I, I mean, he must, he was probably hammered. Narcoleptic, dude. Yeah. No, he uh, was, he was the, he was the town. I mean, he still is the town drunk. So I, I'm uh, pretty sure he was okay, hammered okay. and he was supposed to be working. He probably wasn't. And my other uncle was doing all the work. Got it. And Got it. Just, just, yeah. Did you hear about the story of that huge earthquake in Ridgecrest, uh, out there in the desert that just yeah. happened? The Oh yeah. The s- janky, uh, jack stands. Yeah. yeah. Fucking guy was working on his car with, you know, cinder blocks holding it up and oh. then like an 8.0 earthquake hit. 
and oh. it, the car fucking fell on him, killed him. Oh no, dude. You don't up. think about that, right? No, I mean that's, coming. that's worst case scenario. That. Dude, I, I think about that all the time. Every time I put a car in jack stands, I'm like, is it earthquake proof? Yeah, like I thought about that on racks. Up. I mean, cars up there, yeah, that shit's shaking around, and doesn't take much to move those things. Like, I mean, you see them fall off, right? I mean, like it happens. Those, yeah, but um, uh, worst case scenario for sure. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no updates on my end with my stories car. are cool, but yeah, definitely have. Compiling a list. Uh, I have to change the brake fluid for sure. That needs to happen. We have that. Well, you only um, have 23 days. Shocks and tires Three are weeks. happening. So I did discover, because uh, my car is weird. It's like a hodgepodge of like Porsche parts. Everyone knows this. The 924S is a weird car. It's like old and new Porsche parts of the era. And so we're trying to figure out which, like Lane and I were trying to figure out what front shocks I needed to get and the rear shocks because... Um, that throughout like the year, like the different years, they actually changed from like, I think it was a stamp steel lower control arm to uh -huh. an aluminum control arm and the rear was the same. And so like they, um, turns out that my car takes front shocks from an old 944 mm -hmm. and the rear shocks are from a later, uh, 944. And they won't swap. No, they're they not cross? swappable. Really? Cause he has aluminum rear, rear trailing arms. Oh, look at stamp steel front. Bentley manual for your car? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably yeah. in the 944 manual, I imagine, right? Is that how it works? They just would it be a dedicated one? For, I, I would think they would have can't a normal be a dedicated one. for that. It's weird just, yeah, dedicated. It just seems thing. weird also, though, that you would have like that exception. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's in, really in weird. All the, in all the sections, it's like, so, oh, but for 924S, it's I've kind of, I, I've sort of like now started searching just for like, I start off by default with like early 944 searches when I'm looking for it because my car is technically like an 85 or 84 944, you know, underneath. Uh, and because if I put in 924S uh, into like ECS tuning or whatever it may be, um, it'll, it'll show like no inventory for a lot of stuff. And then I go look at an 84, 944 and sure enough, it's all yeah. there. Uh, I guess it's just like that car is not really cataloged well. Yeah. And then like the shock situation, same thing. You go to Pelican parts. I'm trying to find the front and rear shocks on this car. 924 S they have that option and oh, it's on back order or they show me the M M 474 option shocks, which is the sport shocks that I already have on my car. That was the optional one. Porsche factory part, but they're conies. So they're like $490 versus like 150. Does so it yeah. bother you to have to like think about this shit? So carefully? it's a little annoying. Yeah. Don't you yeah. wish it was just a, I don't even know what car that would be far easier, but probably just a regular 944. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's odd because you're buying it because it is kind of unique and special and weird, but at the same time, there is this frustration yeah. with this. Like, um, so it's a, it's an adventure. You're always finding, like I to, I'm researching this stuff, you know, regularly anytime I'm looking for stuff, I bet. but luckily for the most part, it's, I think that's probably the only real mechanical thing that's like, mechanical, yeah. that's different though. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everything else you could just right. go, cause that's like one of the only things that actually changed what about from like brakes? an early 944 to a late one. Really what about brakes and stuff. It's all the same. It's the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an S2 has bigger brakes, a turbo, but. Right, but that would apply yeah, to yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're putting shocks? Yeah, shocks yeah. need to go in. The yeah. weirdest thing though, Art was show, he couldn't find, uh, Weltmeister springs or any aftermarket lowering springs for it. Yeah. And it's like they went, um, NLA or something. Yeah. Shit. And I found a pair of they 250s. Like, oh, no, no longer available. Yeah, yeah. There was a pair of 250 pound springs for the front and they were a thousand dollars. I'm like, there's no freaking way. Like they're like, I guess they're just obsolete. So 
Weird. That's so Wait, weird. I wonder what you the just difference. said that it was a front strut from uh, early 944, right? Yeah. So why are the springs different? No, oh, no, you can't this get is across the board for, so like for all 944. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah, like the Wellmeister springs that I have, they're just like, and when I got them, like, whatever, four years ago, they were like $150 or something. No and now you like can't even get them. Jesus. Yeah. They don't it seems exist. like a weird, it's a weird niche part that someone should be filling. Yeah. And Wellmeister, you would think they would be, they're just a small, they basically only build stuff like that. It's like right. a little, yeah. Yeah. So there's all sorts of shit. And all the other parts are easy to find. Like I've never had any trouble finding a part for a 944, which is right. really weird that like an aftermarket spring would be a, the, the thing that you can't find. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can find like really obscure shit, right? Like clips and stuff and like readily available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So w- one thing I did notice is that, you know, people are doing the coilover conversions. Cause I, I mentioned that I have uh, Teal offered me some rear torsion bars and Lane mentioned it. it's a gigantic pain in the ass to do. And it is, it's a fucking huge ordeal. And so I'm like, you know, forget it. Like I'll just do some, you know, maybe add some bigger sway bars and just do nice shocks and good tires and stuff. And, uh, I also found though that you can bypass the whole torsion bar thing and convert it to a coilover. So it's the whole, just like you would see a strut assembly with the, you know, a shock assembly with the coilover th- uh, threaded on there. Mm-hmm. And then you just bolt that up and there's like a reinforcement that you can add to it too, so that it doesn't punch through the body or the, you know, whatever. So, um, I mean, so that's really appealing. You're actually able to do that because you have the rear, the later rear suspension. Oh, so yours, you can't do that. No. Dang. Really? Or there might be some way around it, dude. Like that's the one thing with those cars. Like the suspensions, like I've, like I, it's hard to wrap your head around all the like differences. Like even with like between Bogues and factory conies, yeah, you have a different like strut housing, right? So you buy a different shock for sure, just yeah. for that. And mm-hmm. then there's like different threading options. Oh, you have fact and kind of like Porsche has always been that way with like old 911s and stuff. If you had factory Bogues, mm-hmm. you'd have a whole different strut assembly than a factory Coney or factory. Yeah, so Bilski. the inserts don't go in, yeah, or a different yeah, yeah. width or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I guess it's because they offered all that stuff. It wasn't just like one kind. It was it was all these different, right? After you know, manufacturers, which is unique, right? Typically, it's all standardized. Yeah, like, yeah. You would have like typically you would have like even if you had a normal and a sport, you would have Bilstein and Bilstein. Yeah, but this is like three different brands, right? So, yeah, yeah. It's fun though. I mean, it's 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 it can be tedious and it's scary if that you don't want to order the wrong thing, you know, but. I don't know. It's kind of fun to like figure out all these little nuances and yeah. differences and shit. So yeah, you've got to order it pretty soon. So yeah, you yeah. Give some time for shipping and mm-hmm. then actually insul- installing it. Installing it. Yeah. yeah. Are you scheduling time? Have someone? Uh, do yeah, it, like, I still need here? to get the timing belt stuff sorted. Um, I actually did look up uh, some lo- uh, some like Bay Area shops like closer to me, just in case there wasn't. You know, because sounds like the guy down here is too booked up. Um, because I'm not going to take that car in the rally without tensioning the belt. That's like a really bad move. So. That's going to be sorted. That needs to be sorted. And then the, the fuel leak at the same time, I'm like, here, have a look at this while you're in there. Um, and it's while interesting, in like the timing belt. that's a whole other thing too, though, finding a transaxle Porsche mechanic, because like you call these places and they're like, ah, we used to work on them, but yeah, you're like, they're, they're, we'll take them. Oh, like, did you, have, did you yeah, call places? And then there's, yeah. And then there's two that are like, Bring them in. We do spec spec nine forty. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people like, work on nine forty four. But uh, you call like you know a European shop. Like you know, like if I brought one to your shop, Warren, would you, what would you say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just don't see them very often, you know. So, what, which ones do spec nine forty four? Uh, it's like higher. 
It's oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. or Hayer. I don't know how to yeah, pronounce yeah. it. So that the, that guy's down. Uh, and then there's another one up in San Rafael that's really popular. I forget what it's called right I now. I think I'm, I'm taking my E30 in to get the timing belt done. Oh, before? So, yeah. I have a connection at a good shop here in Santa Cruz, and I can bring my own parts and get a decent deal. So Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking to a, a partner here about potentially supplying all these parts. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can announce that soon. Um, yeah. It looks like they're they're on board uh, helping us out and getting us our, our cars all, oh. all sorted. Well. Hopefully uh, it's in the next and, uh, two days. Yeah, we're gonna we, we have to compile <laughs> no, this. Gotta, I mean, gotta. and you you you're in a special position <laughs> because you're as a shop insider or whatever. Yeah, I still have a wholesale account, and stuff, yeah, so yeah. it won't be terrible. But um, yeah, it is still a little weird. But I'm glad I'm taking it to someone who has done a million of them. So oh yeah, that type of thing yeah. should be fine. And what it, what does that run? Five hundred bucks. Oh, that's really good. Like that. Yeah, that's not bad yeah, at all. It's not too bad. Um, but they say four years, forty thousand miles. Forty. The, I thought it was sixty for your. I know that's what I thought. That's too. about the same. Same thing for nine forty-four. Yeah, but I think yeah. the belt technology has something to do with that. Yeah, I think you can let it go. For example, I've gone like seven years. So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I, but I haven't gone forty thousand miles. So you know, I think the key is probably retensioning. So and I think it's I, climate. Yeah, for and sure. also like the type. So I think with like nine forty four is like an F three fifty five. Like they always talk about the way that it's tensioned. Like if you leave the car sitting a long time, it, it actually damages the belt, and it's like you know prone to failure. Whereas like if you're constantly driving the car, like it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, you get dry rot right when things yeah. just sit. You end up with these weak points and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like things are being stretched. And pulled yeah, in. yeah. So I I think I because yeah I heard something like twenty five for a nine forty four. I think, but it, I think time is a bigger culprit than. Actual miles. I do too. And used to, right? Like mm-hmm. if it's just sitting and it's brand new, it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what you got going on? So your brake pads. So, no, Brian did a track there. Now I'm, oh, did now do I'm a questioning track. where my timing belt's at. He finished <laughs> his car. I remember if I. Do you have it? has been chain. Does it have a chain? Chain, yeah. Is it chain? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm off the hook. Well, yeah. You just yeah. have the chain tensioners. Yep. Yeah. And, and those, I don't know about three series, but. That's gonna be a pain in the ass on like five series. And oh stuff. yeah, that's a big job. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, your thing is more like the Vano stuff Vanos. going. And that's so this is a scary thing. I was like, you know, like I'm following like the uh, spec E46 hashtag on Instagram, and so I'll see stuff. And there was some guy that was talking about a race report, and he's like, "Oh, all this, this, this," until our engine blew. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, why'd your engine blow?" And he said, "Vanos problems." Mm. Wow, and he he made it sound like it was, there was a little more to the story, but I'm like, oh, so dude, is it, I gotta, does it go out of time? Like kind of like I, a, I don't know. I I really don't speak Vanos yet, and that's probably a bad thing. <laughs> like, Bison Systems, yeah. that's the guys that do that kit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what I I imagine your motor is just you know it, it is a just a service interval thing, whereas like E46 M3s, the S54 motor has a, a actual like weak point. In one of the, I can't remember. It's like one of the yeah. gears or the washers, or it's something weird. I can't remember what it is, and that will literally just grenade. Um, so and you that's have to double that. Vanos, and his is like a single, oh, is it single right? One of yours? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't speak that language yet, but I know that uh, when when I was uh, when we were at GoPro with Phil, oh, I yeah. was like you know working right near him, and he was at the time going through rebuilding his 330, and I remember that was a big deal as he did the whole Vano service um, and he did it all himself. And it's apparently like, you know, this is trying to remember back like many years ago, but you know, a a ton of little O rings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. A lot. I think it's single Vanos and yeah. I've seen the parts later. Like um, what's his name? Uh, 
who almost bought Paul's um, 500 SC, SCC, your old 500 oh, SCC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he did the Vanos on his M5, I think he has. Okay. And uh, he had, I mean, he put a picture on Instagram of like all the stuff laid out Yikes. when he took it apart. And yeah. it, like definitely looks intimidating, you know, yeah. but I have heard of a lot of people doing it. Right. Yeah. With these kits, especially, I imagine it's like all you follow a very specific procedure and everything. Yeah. I mean, with those, like I, I've never messed with Manos on any of my cars. Um, It's just because they sounded okay. Like there's, there's, I, I've heard a bad Vano system and they sound almost like, like grindy kind of marbles, like you know, kind of like just imagine like something like that kind of thing. Yeah. And that it's very obvious. Yeah. And so like, if you're not hearing any failures or any kind of weird noises, like you're yeah. supposed to be okay, but it is something that they also recommend a service. I think it's like 80,000 miles or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but when you're, yeah, it is. More, so um, yeah. Something like that or 90 maybe or something. I mean, yours has never been messed with. Uh, no, I just can't remember. I, I have records and uh, I had looked at it at one point, but um, and it was, it was, you know, it's been on my list. There's also like the EC, the crankcase ventilation system, yeah, ECV stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I haven't messed with that at all. I know Thomas did it on his three. That's pretty easy. That's not a big deal. No, I, I, I thought that was the yeah. case. Yeah, I mean, that was your. But it's also just like a known thing. You should do That's that, what yeah. you thought the tapping was in yeah, your car right. on the last on the rally. Yeah, and un, no, still undiagnosed. But that oh, it just went away. It just went away. Yeah, uh-huh. Italian tune-up style. Cool. So how were those brake pads? No, how was the track day? <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I guess total victory, right? For that project, <laughs> it was like I had to get the car ready to do that track day and to turn in my e golf, and it was a total crunch. Um, last week's podcast was uh, leading up to the event. Um, I did uh, uh, my radiator did need. My cooling system did need a little bleed <laughs> literally the night before. I was messing around with some other stuff and I had the car running and all of a sudden it was starting to peg. Uh, and so I look and I, you know, check it all out and I bleed the system and there was a ton of air in there. And it was like just super fortunate that I, and I had ended up messing around with the card, like doing electronics type of stuff. Uh, and I left it running, uh, because I was able to take care of it the night before the event rather than, having it happen out on track, which would have been a total bummer. Had you not bled it before? No, I did. It, it's, hmm. uh, uh, Do you have it like up on ramps when you did it or anything? Like no, that? I did. I, I, I had done it, but huh. then it went, you know, remember I, it, uh, yeah, it popped my hose fell off. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then they didn't bleed it? Well, it sounds like they did, but it's, dude, that stuff is so gnarly because it gets caught up in the heat and the heat. Yeah, but that's why you put your heater on when you do it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how extensive they did, but I mean, I've always had what you're describing. Like, I've never actually like done it once and been done. Like, yeah, like it's been like weeks later, and, and then I have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then like it's just like ongoing. And it was, it's you know, it's actually not that straight, that that bad. You know, it it got hot, perfect time to vent it, <laughs> and let it sit for a while, and yeah. then top it off, and then you pretty much know that it's good after that. It feels yeah. like, or it totally ran fine. But anyways, um, yeah, so I, that was, that was just like a ton of work and, uh, it, everything went well on the track day. Like it, you know, the car handled, it, the handling was super impressive. It stays really flat. I was able to toss it around, like literally launching it off the corkscrew. Like a couple times I took the turn a bit too tight 
and it was like dropping, you know, and, uh, it totally handled it. And, um, you know, the brakes are getting a lot of press. Uh, that was one of the <laughs> things that I was listing is like a potential big mistake, but, uh, there's no question that on a track day, like totally necessary. And I, you know, it was, uh, I, as I mentioned on the podcast an experiment before, like I knew that I wanted race pads for the track day at least because I've already experimented with the in-betweeners mm-hmm. and totally glazed them over yeah. on a, a, a good track day. Um, and so I knew that I, I at least needed dedicated track pads and then hopefully I could run on the street and, you know, uh, I can't really, but I mean, on the track, it's like, it's so much fun. Like, like it's actually, it's so gnarly. It's been a while since I've actually been out on track and everything. And, um, uh, not including the Lexus thing and the Nürburgring, which were other people's cars, but, um, it's like it's almost like a wrist breaker, like going into a turn and getting really heavy on race pad brakes. It's like, it's extreme. Like it, you stop super quick and like, you kind of got to adjust to it. Um, and you know, that actually goes along with, I mean, so being out on track for a full day, uh, you know, doing that again was uh, like, I had, I was definitely knocking off the dust. Like I was breaking way too much, slowing down way too much in general. And you just kind of got to work up to that and, uh, you know, getting out of it. But yeah, so a couple, a couple things that I wanted to bring up. One, I didn't realize until, you know, after the first or second session, like it's actually been since I've done regular track days, it's been like nine years or something Mm. because I did, I built my E30. So I raced in the 2011 and 2012 spec E30 uh, race seasons. And so that was 2010. I was kind of building the car and getting my racing license. So I was like HPDE four stuff with NASA, um, nine years ago. And <laughs> I like, I didn't realize it until I get out on track in, and I'm in the open group with NCRC and the caliber of cars has <laughs> increased like crazy. And it could be just the difference in groups, yeah. but I also ran with NCRC back then. And, uh, you know, in my group, it's like GT3 RSs, Cayman GT4 Club Sports, Cayman GT4s, like Corvettes, newer Mustangs. Like everyone had like so much firepower. Dude. And I'm out there in my little 330 and it's like I'm ba- I basically built a track car for my vision of what track days were in 2010. Yeah. Because, you know, like so after 2010, I'm off of normal track days but you also and I'm it- just racing who, who in, who are in my group, right? Yeah, and yeah. so I lose com- complete track of what an HPDE day is, right? But you also built it within a budget. I mean, totally. the cars you just listed totally. are like, right, right, you know, crazy. And you could build a 330 to compete with those cars on that budget. Like if you put 80 grand into it, well, sure, it'd be yeah. insane, right? Like, you know, but yeah, I mean, just, uh, it, it was, it was kind of like a, a, you know, like I was just definitely driving in my mirrors a lot more than I was expecting. And that yeah. actually did taper off through the day. I mean, part of it was me just getting back up to speed. Everyone uh, else took a break and you were out there by yourself. Well, that's another thing. <laughs> so like I, I'm getting a little more up to speed. So it's like, you know, who's out on the track and all the awareness and everything. And, um, and then, you know, as, as I'm kind of picking my lines better and improving my lap times, also people are, you know, taking long lunches or whatever, or they're not in for the last two sessions, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
super fun. It was really cool. So, uh, went down with, uh, Mark Christie. He had his, uh, uh, nine, nine, seven, uh, whatever. GTS. Yeah. And that was his second track day with that. I had a buddy, uh, Brian Suppressi come down, uh, from work and he was in his, uh, one LE modern Camaro. I think it's like, uh, the, the 2015 model or something like serious car. Um, and then, uh, Alan Blaine from Blaine Fabrication, he drove down. Oh, he came out? Yeah. Was he, he like was a Trans Am or something? We were playing. No, he didn't drive. Oh, okay. Uh, he just came out for a ride because it's been a while since he's been out on a track day. Um, and so we, we had planned it way in advance that he was going to come check it out. He only came for one run group, but he jumped in the car with me and it was kind of cool too because he knows the guys that run NCRC and he was at, uh, their first event like 19 years ago. And then they just sold the club. And so this is one of their last events too. And so he got to say hi to them and everything. But, um, you know, he jumped in, we did a few laps and then he asked if he could like school me on some stuff. And so he was like, you know, helping me through some sections and giving me notes on like, uh, you know, out of the corkscrew, I think it's, uh, uh, I think it's turn nine. That's the left hand downhill after the corkscrew. Uh, that's kind of off camber. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, I'm like trying to bomb out of the corkscrew, keep the gas on. I was taking the wrong line through it in the beginning. Um, uh, you know, carrying speed into turn nine, that left hander and then fading on the brakes to settle the chassis so that, cause it's kind of a funky turn so that I could get on the throttle and go back. And he's like, he's like, I don't, I don't think you break there. Like, you know, I don't remember breaking there and he used to drive, you know, he was in like a V8 Camaro back in the day, which he would be carrying even more speed. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think, you know, I couldn't get my head around that. But the rest of the day I was messing with that, trying to not break there. And so that was like super fun for me was experimenting. That's the left-hander, the big one where you have to kind of like settle the chassis. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was fading on the brake, turned into just, uh, lifting instead and kind of waiting and then kind of doing the turn in and letting it wiggle a little bit and then stepping back on the gas and running down. And um, there were some sketchy moments for sure because you're kind of wiggling and sliding <laughs> yeah. at like top speed. Do you have traction control on? or you No, have... turned it off. Okay. I would every time have traction control on for the first lap. I would go through the corkscrew of one of the turns and it would start kicking in. And I'd and then I'd oh, remember right. to shut it yeah, off. Yeah, you'd have like yeah. no power. Yeah. Oh, that's um I would just see that light flashing. But anyway, so my fastest lap of the day was like I was experimenting with uh not using the brakes in that and turn six. And my fastest lap of the day was one of the ones where I I didn't touch the brakes at all. And it's just like kinda, you know, just being a little easier, letting off then rolling back on. So no brakes on the left turn or six. Six up that, the hill. Which, that's kind of a pucker moment. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, my car's not super fast, but it's faster you than my car. You see a lot of guys that's where you see a lot of guys go off and totally and but spin. they also have yeah. that extra patch that you guys yeah. saw that they put in. So there's way more room. Yeah. And um, you know, so while my car is faster than the E thirty that I had uh, driven on the track the last time I did a track day there. It's still not super fast and you know, it's got a decent amount of tire for the size. And, um, so I was just playing with it and I didn't do it often, but I did it on the one lap that worked out the best. Uh, you know, just lift off, turn in, dump, dump the gas pedal again. And, and it just kind of like you skip over, slide a little bit and you're pushing out. And I even still had a little bit of room on the exit. Um, and it wasn't too bad. And I can imagine, 
you know, it, it reminds me like doing this little fine tuning stuff is interesting. Like, and that's kind of what makes track days fun. Uh, but it reminds me very quickly of what a difference it is when you start getting into a race group where all the work is done for you. Like you're chasing other cars that are exactly the same. And I can just imagine that others I'm, I'm losing time in so many places around that track. If I were in a group with, of other specy 46 cars, and it's like you lift and all of a sudden there's a huge gap. And so, you know, for a fact, yeah, that yeah. nobody else is lifting there. And so you can just charge through it. And there's like this confidence that you're doing the right thing just mm-hmm. because you have to be doing. There's like a minimum entry. All similar cars. Through. So, you know, yeah, exactly. What's like, up. You, yeah. yeah. You, 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 if you start losing, it's like, OK, I blew that turn. And yeah. Because you can't you, you can't follow a ZR1 in. and like compare yourself. Right. 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 He has yeah. like three thirty fives on the back. And right. Arrow right. and all kinds of yeah. Were there any other cars there that impressed you or didn't impress you? Like anyone acting crazy, acting a fool? <laughs> there was one car, a uh, Corvette um, that came flying by and it was all stickered up. And he, he basically so he came, he passed me in between turn two and three, three being the little right yeah. flat right hander, uh, takes passes me like, you know, that's a pretty short distance actually Yeah, passes me right before the entry to three. So he's going hot into it, gets sideways, continues to get sideways. And I'm like, we're just watching all this happen. I'm still pedal down because I, I'm in a full momentum car and that's the way I have to drive around that track. And, uh, and then all of a sudden he gets, you know, he's just hanging it out and I'm watching and enjoying seeing this display in front of me. Uh, and then all of a sudden he drops into the dirt and oh, just keeps going with it, shit. just kicking up dirt everywhere. And that's when I let off because I didn't know if he was going to spin right in front of me. But that was kind of <laughs> funny. And then he got black flag later because he was doing that on a couple more turns in front of Jeez. me. Um, there was a, a GT3 RS, a purple one, um, 991. And uh, he came in, this older dude. Full tractor trailer stacker probably could have fit four cars in it. <laughs> one of the ones where it's like got a whole side opening. Yeah, thing. yeah. I posted one picture of his setup, and you know, in between sessions, he's just chilling on it with his wife and like insane rig. Yeah. And he he was just like, you know, I I felt like he was passing in funny ways in some cases. Like you know, you could wait until turn, you know, right till after turn 11 and pass me on the straight. But instead you die bomb in the middle of turn 11 Uh, and screwed up for everybody basically. And you know, when you have the ability to pass like on a whim, wherever you want, when, you know, we're coming up on a giant straight where it would be easy, you know, weird things like that. It's, it almost makes me a little bit more nervous. Oh no, it absolutely, absolutely does. Like you get and like the GT4 club sport and all that stuff. Like, you know, they, they're pretty young kids driving those things. Like I see them in the paddock hanging out and it's a super capable car. They can fly up anywhere. They're used to passing everybody. And it, like, I just feel like it's kind of new money stuff where you go out and you buy this fast car, but you don't necessarily have it collected and like know exactly where to make these like last minute decisions. Um, and I, I get a little nervous around the cars like that. You know, I just, don't know what to expect, but you know, that, that could, you know, being used to a race group where you know everybody you're around is a whole different thing. And so this is just normal track day stuff, really. Um, a lot of cool cars in the paddock though. You're posting yeah. like some really cool shit. Yeah. And so the, the 348, uh, yeah. that guy was, was out there. That was out. He was out there. I actually, I, I, so I bought the pictures from Dido who does, uh, got blue milk photography and they ended up giving me 
like a link to download mine, but also everybody else who paid for their pictures. And oh, that okay. guy had, I got to flip through his. Oh, cool. And so he was totally out. He wasn't in my group, but he was out there using it. Nice. It looks sick out there. There's one picture of it going down the corkscrew with a Mark one GTI as well. Bright oh, right. yellow. Oh, nice. Which is kind of interesting. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, super fun. Burned up some tires, but the Michelins worked really well. I was very impressed with them. I thought they were going to get greasy, and they totally were good. They stuck like all day. Nice. And, uh, working immediately, you know, uh, right when I go out in the morning and then till the last end of the last session, it was. And they're uh, still in good shape, right? Yeah. 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 How many laps did you say you got in through all day? I think, uh, I think it added up. It can't be 38. Hmm. Seems like it. Maybe. Yeah. How many runs? You do 420s? Yeah. What'd you do? Yeah, four twenty minute. Yeah, sounds. Did you mean right. weed smoking? Is that right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Volume. You do yeah. four twenty. Smoke weed. No, no, it was actually. I'm sorry, it was five sessions. Five. Five. Sessions. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. Dang. And what's that? Two seventy ish. Two seventy five. Two seventy five. Nice. Press the entry. Um. We did so. Alan he joined for the second one, and uh, you know, we were just I was just talking about the handling and everything, and how I felt like I was not letting the car out you know at exit i was i felt like i was kind of fighting it yeah um yeah you weren't letting it kind of like ride out right yeah yeah yeah. i was i was kind of more forcing the car rather than Uh working with it and he was like well you know actually you know it kind of sounds like it's just pushing um you know we should probably just lower the tire pressure a little bit so we uh, uh i just dropped the tire pressure by two pounds and pulled the front. over pull over on the track right <laughs> yeah <laughs> on the fronts right on the fronts yeah. two pounds each time and um and uh that totally worked like you know by the uh second by the fourth session i had it in a good spot i think if i had more time i could probably get it more dialed but um by fourth session it was turning in great and that's when i was experimenting with the kind of like wiggle slides through turn nine and um, everything was hooking up a little bit better. And I think that, you know, it's possible that my uh, technique was changing a little bit as I was, you know, not fighting the car, but also I wasn't having to fight the car because it was turning in better. Um, and so that type of stuff is a lot of fun. Cool. But yeah, it's cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. And you get to drive it home. Double duty. Yeah. And it was just a symphony of squeals on the way home. Brakes were so fucking loud. Oh, I took yeah. my buddy Michael home, and it was like comical. We were laughing out loud. It was like oh, it wasn't just one squeal. It was like all these different octaves. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I parked through slow Monterey, and it's like, like <laughs> yeah, I like parked in front of my neighbor's house or something. And I was like pulling back and forth. You know, I pulled up mm-hmm. and then pulled back, and it was just like, yeah. like you know, and then it's, it's like embarrassing. You're like, wait, yeah, dude. It's yeah, funny are, though yeah. because now like. Today it actually wasn't even that bad. And well, it's I usually you get deposits in there, right? Like the deposits. Yeah, so maybe are... those deposits are getting, you know, are, are flushing out. I guess yeah. it I sounds like they're still too aggressive for the street, though. I mean, like especially well, on, based ha- on the fucking dust. That's I have gnarly. talked to other people that were saying that you know it's kind of a crapshoot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, mm-hmm. and it could. I don't know. It could be that if I just clean them, in definitely going to kill work. rotors fast though, going over seventeen. Yeah. Like we're, we're, although like, I don't do a ton of heavy braking, to be honest. Like um, on my, on my drive into work, it's not a lot of braking. tapping, basically. It's, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, or gear, you know, especially I have a manual. Yeah, it's, it's like gears, I'm, yeah. I'm just moving with the, at, at that early hour that I go, 
it's kind of more advanced level drivers where we're all kind of flowing. And I know this is a distinct difference from going in at eight thirty. Yeah, where yeah. it's like you are stopping because you're going in at doing, six or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up changing the pads anyways. Cool. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I also turned in the e golf and I took a sweet Mercedes down to Carmel for the weekend. So how did the e-golf thing go? Was it super smooth? So easy. It yeah. took like seven minutes to Dang, turn it in. That's kind of sad, huh? You're just like, they just cut the umbilical cord. Not really. It's nice not wasting <laughs> It's so time. nice, dude. They just, you just like leave your keys and bail. That's yeah. crazy. That's how my experience was dropping off this rental car I had. They, they're like, is the gas full? Yeah. That's all. Okay. You're done. It's like, they didn't come out and look at the car. They didn't check mileage. Not that it matters. It's unlimited mileage, but yeah, there's no uh, inspection. So with the lease uh, returns, um, sometimes they do the inspection after the fact, right? When you're gone, and they then you get it, a, and no, then you get it thing. early. They came by my work. Like, oh, okay. Uh, oh. Two months ago, and they checked it out. That's weird. Two list. months ago, they would check it out. Yeah. yeah. So and then you just go shit and then yeah, yeah. just curb all your wheels. Well, yeah. yeah, I could have. Boasterburner.com. I just used their services. I printed this really cool picture that I took at one of the Lufka Colts of Jerry Seinfeld's 550 Spider in black and white, and I got it printed in 36 by 24. Um, really nice cardstock, on a, and it's glossy. It's really cool. It's not like those cheap posters you find at the, you know, wherever, at the mall or something. It's it really nice. to the photo, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You're normally just posting these on Instagram. It's yeah. so much better to see it full size. It's like a real art piece. It's something you want to print and have framed or give as a gift um, or even sell online. It's really cool. And all that for under 25 bucks shipped to your house within a couple of days, right? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And this it, is professional level stuff for sure. If you oh, wouldn't have yeah. told me that, I would have, I would have thought you paid, you know, a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's expensive to print really nice quality stuff. Oh, it's stuff. so cool. And this is stuff that was unheard of a few years ago. So I really like it. I think everyone should check it out. Get your family photos, get your vacation photos, Make you know, give them as someone, gifts, yeah. all that stuff. Go to uh, posterburner.com forward slash DWA25 to get 10% off your entire order. That's posterburner.com forward slash DWA25. Yeah, so this, the CLK. Um, so when we yeah. left off last time, you hadn't driven it, Art. I hadn't driven and it. And Brian hadn't driven it. Yeah, so it. I took it home after driving down. I, I brought my 924 and yeah, what is it? Lane's house. It's a CLK 63 AMG Black Series and Mark Red. 2008. Mark, Mark Red. And Mars Red. One of 10, apparently, or something. Um, and yeah, so I drove it up and yeah, I immediately noticed what you guys were describing. I mean, the, the suspension was like way over dampened. Like it was crazy, especially the rear. Like even once, you know, I got up to temp and I was, I was very progressive with the car. You know, it's got a lot of power. You got to, you know, yeah. work your way up to it. Um, but even like, Anything beyond half throttle, like even at speed, the rear would start dancing around and like squirt. Like Do you notice squirt. any unwanted lateral movement? There was like a, a little bit of... Um, I know what you're talking about and yeah. on big bumps. Yeah. yeah. Um, so especially when it was... I think that's a, literally it skipping it, on but stuff. It's, it's kind of what and I it's also, too, but. it's also a heavy car too. So everything's exacerbated. Like as yeah. it moves around, like you feel like the whole thing. Yeah. And so I'm like... I, 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 uh, I didn't say anything to Brandon, the owner initially. I was like, all right, like, I'm just checking out the car, whatever. And then, um, I started DMing with him. I'm like, dude, like, have you messed with the suspension at all? Like, cause, cause it is adjustable. They're Olin shocks from the factory. They are coilovers, so they're height adjustable. He was saying it was KW today. 
Uh, they're Olin's for That's sure. That's what I thought. Yeah, I saw them, yeah. yeah. Uh, but their external reservoir damper is like pretty badass, So, which is good for a heavy car because all that heat, like, you know, it dissipates nicely. Um, and so I just like, I'm like, dude, have you messed with them at all? Like, have you tried like just messing with the rebound at least? Because the rear, you can feel like it would just pogo up real hard. Like it was just not set up right. And so sure enough, I went and played with it and almost everything was at full stiff. So the the front compression was like like about a quarter click away from full stiff. And the front rebound was, it was weird. It was like between two clicks away from stiff. The rear was like a quarter turn from full stiff. And it, I think the, the spec on the manual says it's about a quarter, a turn and a half away. Um, and so all this, right? So then I started, um, initially I, I went to the stock one and it was still, it still felt a little weird. And then I started dialing it out, but then I kept the ratio the same from the compression to, uh, to rebound, except for the rear. So I left the, the front is still a little bit firmer and the rear rebound, I softened up another quarter of a turn, um, and driving it, you know, on bumpy roads around my house and some twisty mm-hmm. mountain roads there, it made a huge difference. And now, um, I don't know. I laid my, I mean, you probably drove it out. Dude, there. unfortunately I didn't get a chance oh, to like rip on it. I just got, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I curious, don't know. I'm it curious was, to see, uh, yeah, in the street, it's kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, DM Brandon and see what he thinks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, That's when he's driven it. And, uh, the one thing that was noticeable though, at just slow speeds is like how you would get like any kind of expansion joint was so it harsh through the right steering now. wheel, you know? And, um, and so that softened up. So it took like the edge off of a lot of the harsh kind of, cr- creases and cracks in the road but the car felt way more composed and um you could put the power down a lot easier earlier you can put more throttle in it coming out of a turn whereas like at first it was like even at like a quarter coming out like if you if you, if you <laughs> accelerated too early like the rear immediately wanted to come around you know it was it was definitely very squirrely um but dude it's crazy that you're saying all this stuff because when i was driving it which is after all of these adjustments i mean it still felt so, so stiff right like just you know with that motor especially like the squirrely potential was there for sure. So that's what's funny about these cars is that I remember even in a period, like a lot of like, you know, people buying them and saying they're just way too stiff, right? Even like the C63s and stuff like they're because yeah. they're not, I mean, those are not adjustable, right? Like the yeah. one that Kevin had. Um, but the car feels way better though. Like as, as a balanced package, this, you still have a really beautiful, like super nice turn in, like really good turning. Cause the front is so wide. You have a ton of grip. So I figured if you saw it has the so rear, much front end grip. Yeah. Like it's that's like, like that's that's crazy about that car. Yeah, and um, so the the whole thing, I, I felt, I absolutely love the way the car drives. I think um, I'll get to the manual transmission in a second, uh, but I feel like the car um, is is definitely something that you want to respect and you want to. It keeps you on, like not on edge, but like keeps you focused, you know. And so I really like that. I, I like a car that like is challenging to drive, and like you know, in this case, it was like. You know, it has a lot of power, so you have to be really on point, very progressive with your inputs, especially with the throttle, especially with the steering, because it just it, it'll you know it immediately wants to dance around and rotate and shit. So um, we're dinging, um, but uh, so like just those little things, you know, like they're fun. Um, some people could consider that sketchy, but I actually really enjoy the car. The car sounds amazing. I, I think it sounds so. How fucking about that cool. steering? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like I mean, it's so sharp. It's so sharp and the front end has so much grip. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Did, so unlike did he a respond? CLK. He just said it hooks up a lot better now. Yeah. Cause the rear, like, like some caps. Yeah. Using all caps. The rear so, was like super gnarly. I mean, like it was like, just as we we're describing, I mean, we, you talked about the way down, it would dance around and yeah. shit. Like even, and it still, it still does under power. It has a lot of power. Yeah. I mean, even on a, on a, 
you know, a straight. It'll, it'll, it's it'll, a powerful car, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's. Dude, it's I'm surprised things. that you like it so much. Dude, I really like it. I think like, I feel like well, I picture you as a pretty big nerd around feel and weight, weight. So but then also yeah. like the finesse thing, where you know, like a nine nine three handling, like it's just a very well balanced car where you get to feel weight transfer and all that. And I feel like this thing is just, uh, to me, uh, it's just like a, basically a fancy looking C five Z 6 Corvette. Like it's big and heavy. It's got a lot of power and it's just like, because it's heavy, it's over, it's over stiff to be able to accomplish the job that you want to do. Mm. Um, but it's kind of, I don't know. It feels kind of like, uh, uh, Ham fisted, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's like a muscle car, right? I mean, it definitely yeah. feels that way. But I think it's also it's, set up for just, like a smooth track. It is definitely. like if you if you yeah. live in Japan where the roads are perfect, or if you're driving like for me or Germany, I, I, I mm-hmm. like or right, Germany, Germany. Germany. Yeah, yep. like when I I came out of the Laguna Day, which is like you know a very well surfaced track. Like I I would love to dr- try that car on a track. That like would that, be fun. Where oh, you yeah, really so use killer. that power. Yeah. And, oh my god! You know, and I mean, similar. It'd probably be similar to the LC five hundred. Really, I mean, like I would kind of. It'd be uh, way more vibe. raw. Um, yeah, way more. But, but raw. I mean, definitely like steering yeah, feel, yeah. braking feel. I mean, all of that. That steering was amazing. The brakes were really really good yeah, the too. Were really um, good. So the it's motors just, really good. Yeah, I I just enjoyed like everything about it. Like I just love the brutishness of it, and I really really like the way they look. I think they're fucking awesome looking cars. And you know, you get out of it, you just want to stare at it. I also thought it was like actually it's like brutish and everything, but it was like predictable in its brutishness where a C five Z O six feels sloppy. Yeah, in every way, right? I mean just like yeah, we talked or about. Or even the Aston felt more sloppy compared to this thing. Like the, the V twelve advantage we had. Overboosted steering. And, and overboosted steering and it felt like it didn't really want to it was like softer, but it didn't really want to go through the turns. Like this wants to go through the turns. And yeah, yeah. I felt yeah, more like I could like push this car yep. and play a lot play around with it and yeah. I, I wasn't as just like, more connected i felt more, more connected, connected. More it, connected. It, was, yeah, yeah. it was way more race car than i thought it for was sure I, I agree with that and um so that kind of leads into my assessment about the the um the manual transmission thing like because i feel like the car is is so like it is brutish and it's a gt car too like I like having my hands on the steering wheel on this car and like I like shifting it with the paddles because you're playing around with the throttle so much that like it's nice to just have not to have to think about that other element. Unfortunately, with this car, uh, the tranny setup is not optimal. You know, it doesn't blip. And I'm glad that Lane told me that I was yeah. very aware of that when I went into the car. I'm like, OK, I got to make sure that I kind of learn this thing. Right. Because it doesn't actually blip as you downshift, like even in full manual mode. And that it's, it's an awkward thing, right? You're coming around a turn, you know, you have to downshift a second and the car is going to get jerked you around. You have to do it in a straight. Yeah. You have to be able to, you know, you can't drive it like an idiot. Yeah. Basically. You're really disrupting it and stuff. So, but the good news is that there are tunes that fix that. There's a Weiss tech one and then there's a, a TCU or some shit. I forgot what it's called. I found yeah. it. Anyone can look it up, but, um, it helps. Rentech makes a throttle, like a, um, valve body and stuff for too. that as well. And so, so it helps with, the, with that, with the driving experience in terms of the blipping, you know, and so it's rev matching for you. And then on top of that, it's also speeding up those shifts, which are super slow. So that whole thing, which was probably the biggest kind of limitation or kind of dampener on the experience is like you have to think okay i'm gonna hit this thing and it's gonna take half a second to fucking shift and like you know so you're playing this dance with the car but 
But, um, yeah, but it does have enough power. You can kind of like stick it in third. You can totally like and that, if you yeah. fucking if you, you can like run it away low RPM and like you can kind of. I mean, you have like for so sure. Much power. I think it has peak torque at like two thousand or something. Like or you know a large amount. It's like way down low. That's crazy. Although the car, the engine feels very very linear, like a, a nice NA motor. Yeah, no, you want to rev it out. It just revs right, you know, right up, and it doesn't have like any kind of flat spot or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really, really awesome option for this price point. I think they're super underrated cars still. They've been flying under the radar. We'll see yeah, what I happens. Mean, for what, what are we talking, like 65? Right. And yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that just seems you, like uh, it's an amazing amount of car for that money. And really, it's so rare. The rarity. Yeah, yeah, it's like way less, less of those than F40s, you know? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not uh, it's not my cup of tea, but I mean, I I think for that price, it's pretty, dude, pretty I would, special. Uh, you get so many looks for that. I was parking it in downtown Carmel, mm-hmm. which has got a very high standard of cars, and it was definitely getting looks, and it definitely stood out on the street. Those fender flares, especially in the red color, yeah, looks so, so good. Those wheels, and then with all those, those wheels windows down amazing. and everything, so yeah, dope. Wheels are so great. like, wheels are I was perfect. like, I got to look at them really close because I, I had to pull them off to do the suspension uh-huh. adjustments, and like, they're so fucking well made. It's like they're yeah. they're really, I mean, just the wheel alone. Like I was, you know, you talk about looking at a detail in a car compared yeah. to some like a Corvette, example. Yeah, or anything, yeah. It's like there's more. There's more, uh, you know, attention it, to detail in that wheel yeah, than there is in the it's whole. It's such a beautiful wheel, like the yeah. way it's forged and like. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know, just like being able to handle that. I was so stoked on like having that to play with. It's a piece of classy DTM. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's their, yeah, it's basically because they made the the early, you know, the generation before that, they made the full DTM car, which Kanepa had that one for a while. Which I don't like. It has the weird scoop on the side. I think they're rad, but we never never got them. Yeah. Uh, And then they gave us this and. Yeah, they're pretty rad. So one just sold on Bring a Trailer Silver. Uh, oh, yeah. Low mileage, really nice example, 75000 And that's a low oh. mileage car, yeah. yeah. Um, so th- I did, m- probably my biggest gripe is a very small one, is I really didn't like that the tack is this tiny little so kind of small. afterthought to the right. Like, I feel like they should have replaced the speedometer in the center with the tack and thrown this fucking speedometer yeah. off to the right. You know, like, that's way less relevant. And you have the digital speedometer in the middle, too. So, like... Like that's just little details that I, I don't know why they didn't Such change Such a tiny on, tack, an, on an AMG car, you know, like, yeah. like little details like that. Um, yeah, but otherwise it was cool. I mean, obviously it does the, have a shift light. It, it, <laughs> it does have a shift light, and then you have the outdated, uh, you know, infotainment system, which is yeah. whatever you're expecting that from an old car, you know. Yeah, but um, did you guys figure out how to reduce the brightness on that thing? Driving it at night sucked. I never uh, drove, I it drove it at night. night. It was yeah, really bright. Yeah, and I I tried to mess with it and I gave up. <laughs> I mean, huh. I'm sure it's like seven menus deep or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of trunk space. The suspension was super easy to adjust. Really, I mean, you'd have to remove the wheel and jack up the car, but. Uh, the rear, the rears you have to, the fronts you don't have to, but it helps, you know, as always for access. It's pretty cool. Um, I mean, that's pretty rad. Like it has that quality hardware too. You yeah. know, Owens, like yeah. externally, external. Yeah. Phenomenal know, seats. And, I mean, it's just yeah, like, it's such a great. great interior. Seats are comfortable. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like it. It's all the, all the shit that matters to me. I think, I mean, outside of it not being a lightweight, nimble, simple car, like, but. I don't know. I, I think for that, kind of a big deal, right? But but that's like, it's a different car, right? It's like I mean, it's, it's more intense. That's, that's where I was at with yeah. the car. Like, I mean, driving it, I just, I, it was so in between for me. Like, to me, getting into a Mercedes that more or less, you know, looks like that. I just, I wanted to be comfortable in like full executive mode, where I'm just kind of bombing around with a good motor, but I'm also comfortable. And uh, you know, to me, it wasn't. 
comfortable really because it was uh, bouncing around everywhere. And, uh, and at the same time, it wasn't full sporty just because I didn't have the feel and kind of like the grace that I would appreciate in a, in a sports car. So for me, that's why it doesn't work for it me is a, personally, it, yeah. but it is I mean, in between car, I guess, you know, it's a very, very cool car. There's no question. And just having something driving around with a motor like that is awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, any kind of, anytime you jump into a high power or like high torque car, it's, it's great. Like when you're like, Oh, look, these cars are in my way. I'm just going to move over and just stomp and just fly. Right. You know, it's such a great, like, yeah. <laughs> if you need to fit into a slot up above, it's very yeah, easy. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, like my 924, it's like, Oh shit. Can I make this pass? Can I make oh, this? Yeah. No, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> you <Yeah>. cannot. <laughs> but, uh, Stop while you're ahead. So yeah, I mean, did you get to drive it on some back roads? I did. Yeah. I had a, like an early morning session. Um, it was uh it was actually kind of glorious um you know a hill climb too which is uh nice yeah. on a car that you don't know um and you know just bombing i you know get stuck in traffic and just wait for the cars to go by and i had like a very long section before the next car so i got to just play with it and it's it's a scary car to drive like that i mean just cuz one it feels super expensive and you don't want to mess up it feels like it's ready to let you mess up just with the, uh, you know, if you accidentally goose it at the wrong time, like that motor's just waiting for you to mess it. Uh, and it was so stiff that, you know, going, you really had to concentrate on the, the, the bumps in the road that you find on, uh, you know, on our back roads. Uh, so yeah. I, you know, it was one of those things where I wanted to, that's why I kept thinking about Laguna maybe just cause I was there, but, uh, I wanted a predictable, environment where i could really mash the throttle on the back roads i felt like i was in the throttle for a second and then worried about the next turn and on the brakes and yeah, I mean, like yeah. and the brakes were so capable that it's like easy to over slow but that's good because then you get to get on the gas again but then you're kind of like and darting around through the turns rather than like turning it into a nice flow which you would get in the 924s or something like that right but it's yeah. also going so much faster yeah so you're having to like but it, yeah, it's, a, it's a different, I mean, if, you know, art, the way you talk about keeping you on your toes and having something that, you know, That's you have to respect true. and like, yeah. you know, uh, you, you can't screw up. It's something to learn. Like I absolutely get that, like especially I, for this car. I drove the road we were talking about, which is bumpy and tight and narrow before any suspension tuning. And I never felt like I had to push the car hard. Like it's just always ready to go, you know? So yeah. never like, to your point, Brian, being on a racetrack where you can explore limits right. and kind of like dial that in, yeah. I, these back roads, it is Never kind of an in-between car yeah. for that. Right. Yeah. And it's also, you have to take into consideration that it has 30 series tires, which doesn't help. <laughs> like yes. That's another element, yes. you know? Right. Like, I mean, forget the ride quality. Like that's I was a big like, element. I was like scared to hit like certain things, you know? Like, right. dude, like potholes and shit. Like that's, right. it's gnarly, man. I yeah. guess I look at this car as like, it's a touring car. So it's like that Aston Martin or like a 928 or whatever. But then it's like super hardcore and that's kind of a rad thing because it's, it's like a it's, one of one car. Like yeah, I'm down. I, I don't know any other cars that are like that really where it's yeah, like they're even rarer than that. It's the super Legera version of the touring car. Yeah. And it's kind of just a weird, it's kind of like the 812 super fast or something like that. It's yeah. Like, it's such a weird or 599 GTO. Or the N430 that uh, um, Ruben had in Europe. The, like, oh the, yeah. The, yeah. The but even that, that's a, that's a vantage, right? So. Yeah, but it, it was like pretty harsh. I mean, it had like a carbon Kevlar. No, in I'm saying, like, it but like, it's starting with a Vantage, which is like their oh, 911 gotcha. competitor. I see, I see. It's not their big grand touring car. This yeah, is yeah, starting 
with a big CLK, which is mm -hmm. only a mid three series competitor. Right. It's not a three series competitor. Between a three and a five. C class is the, the, uh, three series competitor. Right. But I'm saying they're, they're not a full size grand touring car. How does this compare to BMW? This would be like the, this would be like the CSL gnarly lightweight high horsepower thing. It's like, like a, a BMW BMW CSL. It's like a six series. Yeah. Or a six, like a six series. It's a six yeah. series. But it's not. It's like a little in between. Yeah. Three yeah Cause six. the CLK the is the smaller one, right? So yeah. That's smaller not really than comparing what? A to CL? This. I bet an I mean, M6 it, it, is it, comparable it, in dimensions and weight and all that. Yeah. It's not a C class. It's way, it's yeah. bigger than a C class. It's uh, M6 is bigger though. And that's more GT. I mean, it's this, hard. It's hard. It is. Oh, kind you of mean a just weird... straight comparison that doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah, thing, right? no, but I mean, if you were to go, it is the CSL package, right? Or the CS, whatever. Yeah. Whatever they're doing. Yeah, it's a very, it's a, I mean, it's a total GT car, but yeah. then they're adding like Olins and stuff. It's yeah. pretty, it's a weird, that's what I was saying last podcast. It's just such a weird car, right? Yeah. yeah. No it back doesn't seat. have back seats. Like, right. Like what it is? has these weird compromises. Yeah. But then that puts it in a class of its own and makes it like a really cool car. And I think yeah. that's why, like, you know, I was talking about it like Tony Kanon had one. Johnny Rutherford, that was the other guy I was thinking about, who's like an indie, indie champion. Yeah. Back, he had one, and like there was another guy he owned an F, uh, uh, an indie team that I sold parts to, and he had one. It was like everyone that had one of these was like someone big in the motorsports world That's interesting. that I would talk to, and it was like they loved this fucking car, and it was yeah. like, and I could kind of see why. It's like such a weird. Definitely. One it of is, one car. It is very unique. And I think people who know really like them out on the streets and stuff, if they see you coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, that is another factor. They hear you coming. It was like, yeah. I, I, uh, you definitely feel like a douchebag driving it. Really? Little oh, bit. I don't know. I mean, I it's red. It's a red I was sports car. Super stoked. I, mean, it, <laughs> I felt totally I, okay, I, I should speak only for myself, but. I, it's one this of those is ones not where your kind of car. So. It's, it's, it's kind of throwing all the flash out there too. I mean, with the flares I, and everything, but and not really. Big it's wheels. not as. Uh, it's pretty flashy. Awesome. It's like a double take thing. I think right? it's, it's flashy like, if you know what it is, but I think if you don't, it, it's any. It's a regular Mercedes, yeah. right? It's, I don't know the way it sits. The wheels sticking way yeah, out. And that's and us as car nerds. Yeah, maybe. I think my wife is just like, oh, that's a pretty Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. And I think explain it to everybody who's not a car person why it's special. Yeah, it didn't have a big wing on the back. I get that concept in general general where it's yeah. only carnards that can appreciate it i feel like this falls a little outside of that for me just because of all the vents and the and the uh you know the scoops in the lower uh, front air dam and and the, those big fender flares but i agree that i could be you know it's just because i'm super sensitized to this stuff that i see these subtle differences that other people might not but i definitely had a guy in a pickup truck at a stoplight you know chat me up he's like oh that's you got a uh, ticket machine there don't you <laughs> and he's like <laughs> Kind of hassling me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Red sports car. So what I was going to say about um, the GT thing, going back to what Lane's talking about, like I would absolutely love this as my GT car because for me, it's uh, that's what I want. Like, Dude, I, it's it, rad. You want to be able to... I don't like, want it to be softer. Yeah. I don't want it to be comfortable. I want to yeah. be able to drive up the roads up there. Like I always picture going to Napa or something yeah, right, yeah. or wherever up there. And like I'm happy with it. And this is the other thing. Jamie was cool with it. If she's fine with wow. it, I'm good because like that's all that you about like stiff. And right. Right. And so like, I think, yeah, just it, it, she was fine with it. Yeah. She like, and the, talking about like the, what you're describing, like whether or not she would even acknowledge it as something like, like sporty, like she sat in it and she's like, Oh, AMG, that's like the performance one. Right. Like, she, but she had seen it in the garage and <laughs> yeah. it was just another Mercedes until yeah. she sat in it and saw carbon fiber and like, all so that. 
and also to your point, being like the GT every do everything car, we had fun. I had fun coming up to San Francisco, but on the way back, we were in rush hour traffic, essentially shitty traffic over Highway 92, you know, and it was totally composed, totally fine. And we talk about, oh man, if it had an automatic, if it was a manual, like be so much better. But really, like a car mm-hmm. like that, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's you're my gaining a, a whole yeah. bunch. I have the same take. I'm kind of like. It's like, yeah, if they offered not a manual, that would be the one to get, obviously. That'd yeah. be like a real, and it would be really fun yeah, to yeah. go through the gears and stuff. But the reality is like, f- that thing is pretty rad as an automatic. And if it just shifted a little faster and blipped on downshifts, mm. I'd, it would be super rad. And yeah. it is that kind of car. It's like, are you really like he was talking about? doing a conversion and that would be like 35 grand yeah. and it's like that. so there is somebody who'll do it he said he found two people he literally like called them this week after i would he heard us talking about do it. it do Don't not do it, it. yeah auto is totally that's totally an auto car yeah, yeah. and and it, it and works as an auto and it's like yeah. if you want a full-on sports car you go buy a sports car yeah, right this that's is like, not that that's yeah. the thing right and also exactly. Pillarless coupe. Did we talk about four so windows cool. down yet? That's super cool. I four was windows rolling down. those things down every as much time. As possible, yeah. Dude, up in the mountains here, four windows down. I, I was a little bummed. I I didn't figure it out where I wanted to just press. They're all not four one touch. And have them all one touch. No, the backs that, aren't one touch. That's a slight inconvenience. I wonder if it could be a programmed or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Might be able to. I know. I was bummed. It didn't have four window one touch. That that's super cool though. I mean, a part of the design of the car in general. Uh, I mean, that that's a big selling point right there. Yeah, it is. Um, cool car. The only thing is, uh, I would fear uh, like brake costs, and I mean, those rotors look very expensive, oh, yeah. <laughs> and those calipers, oh, and just crazy, all that type of shit. Dude. Yeah, dude. Um, way but, crazy. Yeah, any car that's like. 130 grand new. Right. Dude, like any that, of those right? big heavy cars with performance brakes are absurd. Yeah. Absurd. He just did brakes on it. So we can have brand new. Much. Yeah. yeah he just nice. did them like yeah. uh, Cayenne turbo brakes. Oh shit. Or like 1500 bucks for brake job at least. More than that. <laughs> dude. Dude. That's for like the, hey, the rotors. That's for <laughs> yeah. one rotor. Total side note. I know that uh Porsche in the Porsche world, if you do the carbon ceramics, that's like a ten thousand dollar option, and people will take them off for track days just because they don't want to burn that shit up. Yeah. Right? Is it trickling down to the aftermarket yet? Like, when are we going to be able to I be don't know. putting carbon ceramics on? Uh, I haven't seen like cars. I haven't they, seen like Brem- never, or, Apparently, you know, they yeah. do it for Singer. That's they have carbon ceramics on Singers, which I didn't know before. I haven't. Oh, seen. did you find out what pads they use? Well, that's the thing. They didn't. They didn't <laughs> answer Why did me, you ask about? A, uh, why did you ask a nine eleven tuner what brake pads they use? I'm really curious about the compromises that uh is Singer a street makes. Car? Mm. It's a street car yeah. that is ready to go on the track. And kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I've you know, seems they, like it's they the highest like tune for street, but it doesn't well, go to the track. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, yeah. These are very hard compromises that, you know, you can put it all on the magic of Singer, but really they're making decisions about what kind of bushings to put in the suspension, right? Yeah. And there's a noise vibration harshness uh, drawback to the decisions that they make and uh, how do they make that deci- like I'm making that decision for my car yeah how do they make that decision like you know it's the same material kind of that we're talking secret about though too right no yeah. it's not I, I mean, bet there's also options and as a buyer too it like, comes you know. down to the brakes too like what what pads are they choosing that is this in between no but I'm of, saying their choice of pad and compound and stuff don't you think they'd want to keep that kind of secret for their $500,000 car yeah maybe Maybe they do, yeah. but I mean, I'm mm-hmm. asking, I mean, but at some point they're consumables and people replace them, right? So the information is definitely out there somewhere. It's sure, not, sure. But I would imagine that this whole secret sauce of exactly what parts they're choosing 
they probably wouldn't want to give that up. But some, I also think outright. they're just putting full street pads on that car. Because it's like no one's taking that car on the track. Yeah. Brembo or something. And but then when they do a track day, when they I go, and, when they go do the, they try and set a le- record of Laguna, they're probably putting different pads on. The know? other thing too is that there's no perfect answer. Yeah. I don't think there is a perfect solution. I agree. Yeah. Not you're for, not for compromising. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. But you're wait, what you're doing, like they, so they are building the ultimate Porsche, right? And that's kind of what they're selling. In a certain way. I'm, I'm saying, I mean, ultimate Porsche is a new like GT3. me making a judgment. I'm saying what they're marketing, right? Like they're they're taking. Uh, I don't know if they are though. That, I don't know if they're marketing. I feel is, it's more like what? A, well, I'm, this isn't the detail I'm t- I'm you know wanting to key in on, but it's like you know it goes to the brake pads, it goes to the bushings, and it goes to like how they're configuring the interior to like make a integrate a roll cage with harnesses and seats like that work for this dual duty, right? Like they do put a half cage in those cars. So it's ready and the seat and it's very cool how they do it. And like the seat belts are hidden behind the seats and it's like, you pull them out when you want to use them. And I, I really appreciate that approach. You don't see it very often where people are doing it at a very high level like that. So that's why I just throw it out there. I didn't I figure that they're going to answer. I mean, that. I see what you mean. It's like, if it's, what is like the yeah? Because their 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 buyer doesn't want squeaky brakes, but wants right. really really good brakes. Exactly. So like so that's they're having right. to like figure yeah. this finer yeah. detail out and make that judgment call. Yeah. Well, your your and, position is definitely have a second set if you can, even the second set of rotors, which is an ordeal. But like such a pain. In uh, ass. But that's a pain in the ass. But just I mean, pads uh, though are are doable. I mean, I guess, yeah. if you're only doing how many track days a year? Four, three, three, three four. Yeah. Yeah. HPS, dude. Just but I'm but I'm curious about this the trickle down of like the. So the carbon ceramic stuff, it's like yards better, right? Than, than existing options. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it's, so heat, light. it's heat. It's also the fact that they last a long they time normally. Long time, and, and their weight is crazy. If right? I was fucking loaded, this alone would do it. They don't dust. So carbon ceramic I mean, breaks all don't of dust. that, right? That is so how so much rad. do I have to pay? <laughs> like, like everything. Porsche's charging 10,000 to do that upgrade, right? I don't know how much a brake replacement costs. It's probably more close to that. Yeah. Uh, but you know how that, that was I think a long time ago that. when they started like 20 grand giving that option. Oh, really? Something crazy. So I, I just wonder where the aftermarket's at with it. And if you know, I don't yeah, think the aftermarket's there yet because no, I, I don't really, think I also yet, haven't but. seen a car under like, let's say hundred grand that has ceramics. Yeah. yeah. You know, a new car right. and, and that even it's, it's usually an option on cars that are 150 grand. And it's got to be the material costs are like super. Yeah. I mean, it's just like stuff you can't get around, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. very hard to produce those rotors. Mm-hmm. Like it takes so many hours and yeah. so so much in material, special and, material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I imagine. And they're supposed to be way better than they used to be. And like, I think the first car to ever have them was probably 996, the 996 yeah. Turbo, maybe or something. No, like it was that. C4S. You could get it. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was that the first one though? I th- think so. Man, you change rotors, though, just regular steel brake rotors, so fucking heavy. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was the first one. But, but anyways, it was it. one of those cars. Yeah, a super it is early. And, you know, even from rotor to rotors, like, I mean, you can buy, I mean, even rotor to rotors, even, like, steel uh, rotors, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. you can buy some that are heavier than others. Right. You know, like, if, if you keep, like, Zimmermans right. are known to be, like, pretty lightweight. Versus, oh, really? Like, that's, yeah, what I ha- that's what I just Yeah, the, yeah and grab, like, a, so yeah, heavy. there's, like, Bosch and all sorts of weird ones. And get, like, a cheap Chinese one, and they're, like, fucking... Yeah, How about like anchors. two? Are yours one piece or two piece? One piece. One piece. Yeah. I didn't notice much difference between like a Bosch Quiet Cast and the Zimmermans or Brembo. So like weight wise, they're 
pretty similar. There's a but yeah compared to like a generic. I think it depends on the car too. Like, like AutoZone mean, fucking brand, yeah, maybe. But I've definitely seen it. Like with Hondas, order. it's really obvious. I remember yeah. that was one of the big differences with like I think it was the E36 or E46, but the U.S. car had like single piece rotors, oh, and the rotors. Euros one had no the that's but the and the Euro one had the the. Yeah, yeah, they had floating rotors. Yeah, the two piece E thirty six M threes did. Yeah, yeah. and they, and they, they got rid of them for us. Super fucking expensive to yeah, replace. Because we didn't know what yeah. we were doing. That's when it gets ridiculous. Like, what's the benefit of a two piece? You get lighter materials on yeah. half of it. Well, yeah, Some but if it's also a floating rotor, it has to do with the way that it it also like the pad grabs it. Like it's supposed to settle easier or something. Like hmm. better braking. Um, yeah, I've got. Well, and then I I I drove Brian's car obviously, and I took it on our little test loop. Um, and it drove really good. Nice. Yeah, I saw smooth. your review. Yeah, actually, it was like, uh, way softer than I thought it would be, actually. Or it was a little, like, more just smooth. Compliant. Good tires. Yeah, it's, it was like, it's just, like, good and it would, like, worked really well. Everything was, like, kind of perfect for back roads and then the brakes were, like, way over aggressive. Yeah. Um, but everything, cause it felt like it was, like, very, just like a normal car and then the brakes were, like, Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. They were kind of like out of character for everything else. Like right. everything else is like a six out of 10 right. or whatever of like harshness scale. Reasonable. Car. And then the brakes are like, yeah, what dude? <laughs> like, right. Just like way crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it just makes, you know, it's like, so the squealing is one thing, but the other thing is when and you know, if you're actually using it, it's just the grinding of yeah. like those pads just digging just into the road. Just eating, dude. It's so like gnarly. my buddy Matt, who is uh, driving Dusty Snowman's old, you know, he yeah, has E46, E46 M3. M3. I had him drive my car today when we ran to lunch yeah. and he was just taking note of like versus his M3. Everything just feels so easy in my 330. Yeah. It's just like a normal car. Like the engine, it's not as, you know, it's just yeah. a normal engine. Yeah. And the steering inputs. And just softer. the whole feel of everything, it's all softer and normal. Um, but then it's super, I, you know, I'm very pleasantly surprised with how it's working so far. Uh, jumping into the back roads, it's back roads. Uh, <laughs> it goes from like just a normal car to like, it just stays super flat. Like you can throw it into these turns and it just stays really well composed. Yeah, it does. And well. it, so it transitions from regular car to, you know, back road car very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it it was uh, scraping the the front rubs the wheels too in the oh, fenders. Oh, because of the oh, spacers. Really? Yeah, on compression and hard turns. Uh, really? Probably the fender yeah. liner, or was it the like fender I, liner? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah. That. So uh, when I was on the uh, on our test loop in the tight little kind of jungle section, yeah, uh, um, it. On those big, on those tight turns when yeah. I was like hammering it and yeah. under load and then I'd hit a mid corner bump or something. And it would, it would, it would, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't hear too much of that. But besides that, it was like really well composed and like pretty nicely set up, like soft, but like soft, but stayed relatively flat, like kind of exactly what you want for yeah. like a rally car, basically, you know, right. a, a tour car or whatever you call it. Like not a rally rally car, but one of our rallies. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But back um, rally it's stuff. kind of perfect for our roads and our mountains and everything. And yeah, the motor's like not super zingy or anything. Like yeah. it's definitely like, um, like I said, it had the throttle, you know, it had the, it feels like it has that like throttle lag. Well, it has throttle, throttle lag hang or whatever. and it has rev hang too. Yeah. And rev hang, I feel, 
I feel like that's like one of my least favorite thing in modern cars with mm. manuals. Yeah, it like rev hang is it. so fucking annoying, dude. Yeah, it's it's like bad. my yeah. TSX was horrible at it. It's a heavy flywheel, and I think that that's, was a heavy flywheel. I was, but I think on and then I think his is actually a heavy flywheel too. Yeah, yeah. And then people are saying that with the modern cars because that's what that's I think that's the thing I said heavy flywheel and people were like yeah it's for emissions and this and that and that is with the newer cars like. I've heard Hondas are like the worst and the new Honda Accord. I read a review on that, the sport and it's supposed to have the worst rev hang ever. And why would they do that? And, uh, it's for emissions. So can you tune that out if it's for emissions? You can, you can do tuning. Yeah. They can tune it out, but it's, it's well, I do, I do think on Brian's is like a heavy flywheel and it just feels like it in between upshifts is the worst. It like, you know, you're shifting at 6,000 RPM say, and it only goes, like in the time of your shift, it goes down to like 5,800 and you want it to kind of go down. You want to have that like snap when you yeah. shift it into gear and you don't, yeah. you have this like weird, like weird kind of accelerate. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a little slushy kind of, yeah. like you just kind of, and like a one to two shift, you know, in an older car, you like, you do the one to two shift and you get the rear end to chirp. And in yeah. yours, it just does this weird rev hang thing where, it, I don't know. It, <laughs> it like slips almost kind of a little yeah. bit as it drops down. Yeah, so exactly. I, I did have a question for you. Um, so I, when you mentioned the flywheel thing, you mentioned sort of like the way that the, the engine revs. Um, I noticed that on my car, the 924, I have to really give it a ton of throttle to rev it up. Like to, when I heel toe, it's like yeah, you a pro- way more boot. You don't have the cam thing. So I was going to ask you though, do you have an original clutcher? Because a lot of times when no. they replace that, they do a lightweight flywheel, right? Mine, no, mine doesn't have a lightweight, fly, light, lightweight flywheel, but it has, does your car have a throttle cam? I don't know. When you open the hood, does it have a round where the throttle cable goes? Is it round or is it like oblong? I need to look it's at it. It's probably oblong. It's probably stock. Yeah. So it's definitely stock. Yeah. So the, they have like a slow throttle pedal. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like a, it's a triangle rather yeah. than, what's wrong? No, no. I was, uh, ex- it's a triangle rather than, and then you replace it with a, with a circle. Oh. Which makes it a smaller oh, I see. ratio. The way that it goes around it. So yeah. It, basically an inch of throttle gives you an inch and a quarter. Right. Or an inch and a half or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So you have better, you have like, a snappier throttle, sure. essentially. That's huge, dude, because yeah. it, that also gives it the sensation of a big, heavy flywheel. And it gives you, a, and, and I uh, don't like kind it. Kind of, like you have to really rev, slow, like, give it so much, like, like so much pedal to get to get yeah. up. Yeah, but I guess I see what you're saying, though. But yeah. it doesn't give the sensation of like the staying. No, I, no, no. it'll I love, drop down. I love a lightweight flywheel, though. for like, sure. Yeah, on my 996, I put a lightweight flywheel on it. Oh, it was nice. Like, Dude, Dang, that, you got that into it? Yeah, it was such you had to a, do the clutch. And it all was that? so rad, dude. It was just yeah. like it. It That's was definitely like, on my list. That's what they have on, like you know, you do. And for me, it's also the dual mass versus single mass yeah. clutch or whatever. Yeah. You probably a put the wheel single. Wheel. It has a single. dual. It has a dual now. Yeah, and you put a single. Yeah, I don't know if yours has a dual. It, Probably they usually I think that's for drivability. That usually yeah, would have a dual. I know, like oh five oh six, they did, but I can't remember. Okay. But yeah, and the light and the flywheel is all like one of, you know. The, yeah, and the big, you know, thing is they chat, they can chatter a little bit on yeah. idle and stuff, but. It's kind of cool. I mean, whatever, dude. Yeah, it's it like chatter. Yeah, it like, depends on the brand. I had a Fidanza. Fidanza? Fidanza, yeah. yeah, whatever. But, uh, the revving is just so quick. Oh like, my you, God, like, you, so like great. Art was saying, it's like, yeah. you know, you give it a little bit of gas on a downshift and it feels like a race car. It's like, 
bah, bah, you know, it's really cool brappy. Yeah. It, it's yeah. also a power increase. I mean, like your, your engine has to rotate all that fucking mass, right? right? So uh-huh. like if it's a lighter flywheel, you, you see an increase there. Yeah. And everything's nice. just spinning faster yeah. and everything like that. But yeah, I didn't mean like, so my review of Brian's car, I didn't mean, I didn't mean it to be like a, a comparison 944 at all. It was just like, I went on the drive. And I had these like thoughts about it. And then I wanted to drive the 944 in the same area to see like what it felt like in comparison. Cause I feel like I wouldn't, even if I drove the 944 like this week, I wouldn't be able to, there would be no comparison at all. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of a cool, cool comparison to, to have. Yeah. Um, so that was the comparison with that. And I was surprised actually how much more like a race car the 944 felt than the BMW. Really? I was like, even the throttle response and stuff like I was like, Driving the BMW, you know, I noticed a little bit of lag, like in the throttle off on tip in. Like it just has a little bit of like a smallest delay, but mm-hmm. it's noticeable when you think about it, you know, right. and then and you get in the 944 it, yeah. and it's yeah. like throttle. It's just like right. straight up how much gas you give it is how much gas it gets. And it was like, Oh, this is crazy. How much like more throttle response it has. Um, and then the steering obviously is like, you know, the, the E46 is a little bit like a little dull on like a little more kind of dull and just, I don't know, more less feel basically. You don't really yeah, feel what's, like, what's really yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, the rack's not as, not, not quite as quick. Um, yeah, there's a ton of factors. And, uh, I know like the one thing I did like about your car. Well, the one thing I was saying is like when you're not, which is good too for like, that kind of car depending on what you want but when you're not driving a hard it's kind of just like you know when i was behind a car i was kind of like falling asleep you know when i was (laughs) behind a a slow car where in my car i feel like i have enough other stuff like and i have like sounds going on i can like do little things and it just can kind of be fun yeah you can quickly unlock from driver mode in my car which is a good thing and a bad thing yeah, it, which is why I compared it to like my GTIs, like right. a newer, a newer car where it's yeah. like really smooth and everything works really well, but you kind of have to wring its neck to really like get the most out of it. And, uh, I kind of like, yeah, that was one of my big takeaways driving it for sure. But overall, I mean, it felt really good and it was, um, it was really smooth, which was nice. Like the dual, dual personality was kind of cool in that way. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. Uh, it, and the power feels like it's very linear, but it never feels like fast. Like it's funny how, like, I feel like if I drove that car when it came out, it would be a fast car. Right. But, but now, now it feels like such a momentum. Yeah. Car. And I remember reading articles. I'm like, holy shit. It's like as fast as E36 M3 or almost, you know, mm-hmm. it was like right there. And, uh, now you drive and you're like, eh, okay. it's like slow car fast, dude. It's like you get, we've talked about this before. Uh, you get a lot of, uh, time racked up of the foot to the floor. Like, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. constantly shifting with my foot all the way matched. Which the makes floor. it fun, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little something there, yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, and the shifter, car... w- w- Art, I didn't mention the shifter at all. Yeah. And, uh, Art had mentioned the shifter was like weird or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like typical BMW, a little bit like tape. I've, I that's mean, what I, that's what I, I think thought, it might be a little bushings might be a little worn or something, but if it, it's very predictable, like I, I never had a problem getting in any gears or anything, but it feels very just cable, cable shifter, a lot of slop on center in, 
no matter what gear you're in, you can kind of like move it around. Yeah, which is like an inch. Yeah, it's not normal. Um, like a, yeah, that, I don't know. I, f- that, I don't know. I, I feel I, like a lot of those. Sounds I've driven quite really a few of them, and I, it could be that all my, my E30 and my E36 M3 and this are all. But all I feel like every BMW I've driven kind of feels like that transmission where yeah. it they just have this cable driven thing rather than like. My 954 example is like rod, yeah. a rod, dude. It's like all these hard components mixed together. It and should be a rod, though. I mean, the E30 was a rod. I th- this one should be too. Yeah, really. But there's there's huh. definitely slop kind of built in. Yeah, probably, it just feels um, they have that like kind of sponginess. Yeah, the rubbery, yeah. rubbery, yeah. rubbery yeah. is a good way to describe. And the shifter feels really like light. It's almost like it's not attached to anything. Hopefully a little bit. Is. It feels. I mean, if. It I was, think a rebuild would make a difference for sure. Yeah. yeah. And maybe do a short shift kit or something. But That'd be cool. It definitely yeah. felt predictable, and it was totally fine. It's not the it. first thing I'm going to upgrade. I do have it on my list. All these uh, in, in my ear about a specific shifter that they uh, always used on their cars and is really good. And it's that might be something. Dude that just like. You know, this what he does. He just builds these things and dials them in perfect. He's got a cool website from like 1987. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> now it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the one thing I was going to say. Most E46s I've driven, I think it's because I've driven probably a few M3s, but not that many normal E36s. Uh, 46s? E46s. Yeah. All right. Um, it felt... It didn't feel quite as like heavy as the last E46 M3 I drove. Where I feel like they have like a maybe it's just the weight they have yeah. behind the steering wheel and stuff like that. But they feel a little bit more like um, less nimble and almost like more. You're like you have to work them a little more, and your car felt just very tighter. easy. Yeah, tighter. Yeah, I think this is a little bit sloppier, which kind of lent. I mean, and this is what Matt described too. It's like yeah. his is bone stock. Everything's stock and yeah. it's heavier and you know one of the other ones that i drove was ali's e46 m3 which was not stock at all and that had wider front tires i think and all of these yeah. other things very stiff uh so that would be a bad one to compare yeah to that one felt one. heavy too but matt was reporting the same thing that it's like you know it's just the 330 was just easier in general uh-huh which makes sense i mean it's geared towards a completely different person right? oh like really like, high gearing too yeah like I guess that 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 was my thought That's of like, like, tall, Z, like Z, really Z, long tall like yeah, tall gear. Oh yeah. yeah. That's my thought about like a ZHP being better yeah. cuz yeah. you you have the 6 speed and you have lower gear ratios where yeah. in your car I was like kind of like I don't know you 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 kind of rev it out and yeah and you you want to I don't know you you're always kind of in a higher gear than you want to be and it's like my GTI was too. Yeah. I feel like all these newer cars they do that for economy as well. Yeah. And for so auto one car solution, <laughs> for auto you say no, no go. I, mean, I just don't general, think there is a one car solution, dude. It, dude. It, I mean, there's a lot of other elements to that too. And I mean, like, it's kind of this whole thing about just having a car that you're working on that's also your daily driver. Yeah. That's sketchball sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. I backed into my parking spot at home last night. And it made a super weird clunk. (laughs) And I look at the rear suspension and it's like, it looks like there's a massive amount of toe in. And I look at the left side and it's like, ah, it's kind of a, you know, and I'm like comparing. I end up pulling it into the garage and I'm jacking it up and I'm checking for clunks everywhere. Yeah. And I'm, I got to drive to work the next day. I had to drive to work the next day. And the day before I returned my e-golf. Dude, and and you're just like fucking worst case scenario, like first day that I have it. 
And all this stuff's running through my mind. And it's like, I know it's been touched by a, a shop that I can trust. I know I've seen all these bolts. But you just them, rallied the fuck out of it. I just, and yeah. And it's like there, I, it, it's, there's some risk involved in the whole thing. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I just uh, think there's a lot of comp- every, everything turned out to be fine. By the way, yeah. I, I I mess with stuff. I pull the wheel off. I mess with stuff. I look for things. I I torque down the the front carrier for the tra- trailing arm, and everything's fine. And I put it all back together, no sounds, and I take it for a test drive, and it, it was totally fine. I was just tripping, and I yeah. back it in today in the same spot. It clunks in a weird spot again too, and it's just the way it's like hitting the pavement, uh, yeah, and yeah. I, it's just a thing, and yeah. I, you know, but. It's that it's just a risky proposition, and so one, yeah, one, I mean, and then doing a track day on a Saturday, yeah. and then having to go to work on Monday, right. right? It's got me looking at other options, like how much does a zip car cost if I get into a bind? That shit's bank. It's like yeah. seventy five yeah. bucks a day to do a zip car, Jeez. and it's not easy to get a rental. You know, if I find out that my car is screwed up or I screw something up while I'm doing some routine maintenance on a weeknight at nine p.m., like it's going to be very hard to get a rental car for the next day to go to work. Yeah, like, and so I don't. Like I, I, the, the one car, I, I feel like I was preaching two car solution way back in the day, like because of this same thing, I'm trying one car solution as an experiment. Like I want to be, if I'm going to be throwing time and uh, money and attention on something, like why not have it just be one thing? But dude, it's definitely it's pretty tough. Dude. It's an experiment. Also the other calculation, I don't know how, what it looks like, but I imagine you're close to what you're entire cost was owning the golf in just the modifications on your bmw i haven't actually totally added it up yet but yeah i was it was i I, close is fair i think it's around five grand yeah and And i I think you were probably seven i I, basically eight for three years of this and so so, and i already have plans for spending more money so things are gonna pop up right totally yeah I mean, well, the one thing I suspected last night was a wheel bearing, and that's not cheap. Yeah. That's not an easy home garage yeah, thing to do, and uh, it's expensive to pay somebody else to do. And the parts are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- that's definitely true. But at the same time, the, you know, if I wanted a, uh Alpha sedan, whatever those things are called. The Julia. The Alpha Julia. Because it's a rad four door that sounds good and handles good, and I could take it to track or do backroad stuff. Um, this is a this is a relatively cheap version of that. Well, yeah, you'd and be in the same. You'd still be stuff. in a one car solution. It would be, and it would be more expensive probably, to deal with. Just, way more of a pain in the ass. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think realistically a two car solution is good. But then I think if you track, I'd want a three car solution. <laughs> I'd want a car that I like drove yeah. to the track and tracked, and then I want right. a backroads rally yeah. car. That's a different car because I think you have different wants for how your totally. car is set definitely up and tires and yeah, definitely tires, suspension set up. Like I want a stiffer suspension on the track than I do on the street. Yeah. And I want a car that's maybe like, like the 944 is like and, really fun on the back roads and it's kind of like entertaining and it's race car like, you but your, your, normal car on your top BMW is probably way better on the track, right? Like right. J- it's just the way that is, even though the 944 is like, like, so I'd want a track car. I'd want a back roads car and I want my commuter. And I can tell you that right now I'm lusting app. So one of the, I really was super close to going to Boardwalk VW. I was test driving cars, the TDIs, the with the manuals with low miles, uh, and the big warranty. Like I'm just lusting after one of those things right now, and it's like, you know, I I, I made my choice and I did not go that route. You know, the idea would have been that I get that and 
you know, if I'm talking price-wise where I want to be, that would be my one-card solution, which is a little hard to digest. Um, but it would be on the safer side, modification-wise, like as far as, you know, uh, starting with lower mileage and just being more dependable in general. But really, it would be that and another car. Yeah. But then it's yeah. super complex because if you get something like that, which I think is kind of a dreamy commuter, uh, I'm definitely not getting a sedan as my fun car, right? Right. And so no, yeah, you're you getting... have to buy them all as a combo. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. There you Life are. is exciting, though, I guess would be the way to put it. Yep. I uh, wanted to touch. Yeah, or you have something? I was just going to ask on a completely unrelated note. Um, I went and saw Art of Racing in the Rain. Oh, okay. Have you guys seen it? No. No, I think no, I have no, a feeling no. Lane is really going to like this movie. Really? Because it's like sappy and has Amanda Seyfried. Yo, know? that's right up your alley. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm not kidding. It's very... It's it's, like, do you still have the tattoo of Amanda Seyfried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was very... Um, I I don't want to insult anyone that was involved in the film. They oh, did it really, seems they, cheesy. They, they did a great job. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. My wife really enjoyed it. But um, it's almost like a made-for-TV kind of lifetime yeah, kind of movie. Like it. it feels it has that vibe, like a lifetime kind of. Uh, it doesn't look channel. like it would be a good movie. Yeah, but it it was cool. I mean, it, it was. And I'm, I mean, I read the book, and it's very hard to compare a book to a movie. Always, right? I mean, because a book you have your an infinite, you have your imagination, so you create the world. You the look book at wasn't it, like, even about racing this, very much. The like book a, was awesome. I really enjoyed the book, but, but it was all about like the cancer stuff, right? Well, no, it was just the dog's perspective on everything and like how he like perceived all the things and like yeah. what he like, like how he. Well, like, isn't the movie also, like, not really about racing much either? It doesn't look like it is. Uh, yeah, racing's a big part of it. Yeah, a big it is part of it. Yeah. I would guess that they pumped up the racing more for the movie just they for did. the visual aspect of it. I think I think the they did yeah just because Patrick Dempsey produced it right yeah, and Zwart was involved um like but I yeah, feel like it's just the name and the title that gets people interested it's but I feel like that's a weird name for that movie because I feel like that movie's not catering for it's, oh right, right, right. your mass right. market is not car people it's it's like people that would see that movie are totally yeah. it's Marley and me right it's like you're looking for that crowd and it's like naming it art of racing in the rain. I feel like is not a very good title. I understand the book was probably called that. So that's why it's for called sure. It. But, yeah, yeah. but, uh, it seems like you're like, what is this movie? Yeah. And yeah. I remember, cause I didn't know what it was and everyone's like Should talking like, about it. And then I looked of... at the preview. I'm like, Oh, it's some like sappy movie about this dog and this couple. And you're like, shit, how do oh, I'm man. like, where can I watch yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my mother-in-law was all in. She well, my Heidi would so be like totally like, anti. She'd be like, eh, I want to watch like some sci-fi thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll just watch it at home alone tomorrow. <laughs> Eating, yeah. Big yeah. bowl of popcorn by yeah. yourself. Um, yeah, I'm, it'll probably be out on DVD or, or DVD on whatever on yeah, streaming yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> options yeah, soon. Like a week it's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah, I like, doubt it's like doing that well. Yeah, like we had an open house at our place and like we basically had like a couple hours and Jamie's like, you know, do you want to watch this thing? And we're like, let's do it. It was available close by and, um, it was fine. I mean, I just really genuinely thought Lane would enjoy it though. Yeah, Lane yeah, likes like romancey kind of like chick flicks and it was totally like the way that they made the movie was totally like spun that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, that's oh. a good movie. I'd never it's seen it before. Really? Yeah, it's up in Seattle. It's like, or it's like uh, Portland. Portland. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really good. Lane's really stoked. <laughs> it's and I was. A, I mean, this. Sucks, it's such a good movie. You know, I yeah, we're Art and I. Really? We're both watching movies, and we're just thinking about you the whole time, Lane. Like I when know. I was watching that, I was like, "This is such a Lane movie." Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I drove a uh, a Hemi. Hemi what? Kuda. Dude, Harder Racing in the Rain got a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. 
Um, yeah, Hemi. How is what? Well, I wanted to. Uh, was it a Hemi? Yeah. Okay. I want to give a little plug to our heads. They've been around for a long time. Sure. Like, yeah. Different types of cars. I'm not making a big deal out of it. I'm just stating facts. Okay. Yeah, Ford had a Hemi, right? Yeah, hemispherical. Yeah, that's um, Toyota. On our Patreon podcast, the latest Patreon, we talk a little bit about oh, all sorts of things: beef jerky, um, my aliens, solo pre-run, alien farmers, and cowboys. <laughs> Um, fair treatment for alien farmer cowboys. Yeah, and skin, eating skin, which yeah. Lane doesn't seem to like eating hair, skin. Hair I mean, I ate a lot of it, but it was... I ate a lot of skin. Yeah. Beef, jerky's hair, beef jerky hair. Um, but I, I did pre-run the rally, and I I rented a car to do this solo. I rented a standard car, Jetta or similar. That's what mm-hmm. I was going for. That's really all I wanted. I get to the place, and it's a couple Camrys... All the rest, all small crossovers, big crossovers, SUVs. And it gets to the point in the rental where she's going to pick out keys for me. And I said, can I pick the car? She goes, well, we're actually out of standard cars, which is great. Um, So you can take the reservation, but you can't keep the reservation. That's really the best part of the reservation. (laughs) So she said, well, I was just going to give you uh, an SUV. And I'm like, "Ah, well, can I pick something else. She's like, well, do you want something smaller or bigger? And it's so funny how rental cars, that's all it's it all is. It's all about size. It's all it is. I know. It's how many fucking duffel bags you can fit yeah. and big or small. It's always like, oh, you want a bigger car? It's like, no, I just want a sportier car. And so my answer was, I want a better car. <laughs> you said yeah. better term. Yeah. I said, I don't want smaller or bigger. There's no I want, concept of that. I want better. And there was one, this Charger was sitting there. Uh, 2019 Charger RT uh wait is that the two-door one or the four-door four door. Four door. okay yeah. um yeah 370 horsepower 396 pound feet of torque anyhow uh she said yes that will cost you more and it was 25 dollars more and i cannot total for the whole trip it was 95 dollars instead of uh 25 a day yeah. yeah instead of 70 mm-hmm which it was the best $25 I've spent in like a yeah, yeah. hundred years yeah, over like know. a Nissan rogue or something. Exactly. Yeah. Or a Captiva yeah, yeah. or an unknown car that I, yeah. Oh, I, uh, what did, uh, Brandon with the CLK black series, he said he just got back from LA and he had a Jeep compass. Yes. So it was the worst car ever. They're horrible. Right. So that's what I was facing. There just happened to be one car left and it was, and she's like, well, that's going to cost you more. And I'm like, oh, God, how much more could it be? 25 bucks. So anyways, it was best money spent ever. Um, and not that we we don't hate on these cars, but we certainly don't. We hate on the uh, the idea. I mean, the fact that they keep the yellow things on, which your car had. That's wacky. And uh, the, the crowd is a little bit, you know. Yes. They tend to run in numbers and yeah. and have like little little dolls of their cars that yeah, they put on the dashboard yes. and stuff like so that. So this isn't the highest end. There's there's a few models above this, but scat pack. Yeah, there's yes. the uh, the the Demon whatever the, uh, the Hellcat. Hellcat. Yeah. yeah. But this is still a pretty capable car for just a random person that may not know about cars. Like if you were renting this car, this is kind of ballsy and you you romp on it around a turn, it wants to get loose. It has two traction buttons. So there's a sport and then there's like a scat pack fucking launch control thing. And there's full gauges for G force, oh, oil cool. temp. Uh, cool. you can go through all that stuff. It's all digital yep. dash. Yeah. 
paddle shift, which were pretty bad, but it meant that you could hold gears and do what you want with it. Uh, cloth sports seats with houndstooth inserts. And it was a pretty slick, cool. and wow. a slick top. Wow. I mean, all things considered, had uh, Goodyear Eagle AS2s or whatever they're called. So not there were still all seasons, but definitely more performance than you might expect on a rental car. And um, it kind of had balls. Like, top of second and third gear, that thing's fucking... Dude, 370 horsepower, 400 foot-pounds of torque. Yeah, and I'm, I'm solo, and I'm doing this on a weekday and super back roads. I'm just rallying the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> yes. Like, just, you know, loose around every sharp turn. The thing yes. it really hates the most is uphill hairpins. It cannot hang. It just wants to, like, break loose traction immediately, right. and it... Bogs and is does it all sorts a of weird stuff. Slip? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good question. Um, this is bad for the podcast, but how good does this wide body one look? Dude, that I love Dodge it. Had? I love it. That one looks really good, Dude, right? Just this, in blue, the graphic package, like even yeah. just in that yep. blue, they've been yep. showing uh, the, wide the wide body, body charger. Is kind of fucking awesome. But the front end looks good. Like the yeah. grills look really good. And um, I gotta say, like the steering wheel's sporty. It's not great, but it. I guess I want to applaud Dodge for really trying. Like they're really trying to do it. And whether or not it's a like a back road car, it's definitely more geared towards the straight line performance, I think, is what they're really going for. Right. Um but dude, it's it's a real car and uh I gotta say, like, hats off to them. I wonder how it. much those go for. Uh I could tell you. I was looking at them a little bit just so probably, I had some. That numbers. one's probably what, like thirty 30- Thirty-seven grand uh, or something. Yeah, dude, good guess. Thirty-six two forty-five. Well, wait, are you guys talking brand new price? Yeah. yeah. So on the used market, oh, that's dude, like they a plummet, right? Yeah. yeah we're like twenty-five grand. We talk grand. about the SS and everything, which is available with a manual and all that. We don't talk about these cars. No, we don't. It's very similar. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. dad car with a lot of horsepower. Total rental car. Doors. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, you know, okay brakes. The gear changes were a little laggy like you'd expect but it's all kind of like stuff you'd expect but like i said on some link together smooth pavement twisties at the top of second gear or third gear thing like rails it's pretty fun so only thing i can say about uh so you're a charger man i'm a charger guy now always been a charger guy yeah uh, terrible visibility. Like we talk mm. about high sills, mm. fat A pillars and a bulging, uh, hood scoop. So you, that's just like <laughs> white hood, uh, big pillars. Like, yeah. So you kind of get, get it used to that. But, um, all in all, uh, for a rental car experience, I hope we luck out like that for our pre-run. Cause interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool to get seat time on one of those. It's kind of random. Cause you right? see them all over the place now. Right. And you're like, yeah, it sounds good. Yep. But they're kind, you know, they they feel like kind of annoying, right? And it, as bad as it is, there's nothing like taking a rental car on one of these t- types of right. trips, right? Because you don't, there's zero mechanical sympathy. Yeah. You, I had the extra insurance on it. It was just like go, you know. Especially and, if you're out where nobody is. Like right. That. Right. I had I had a sheriff pull over for me. <laughs> I passed a sheriff. What? I was you not speeding. What the heck? <laughs> I know, boss hog. I was not speeding at all, but. I was behind him long enough on this mountain he road. He saw your bananas. He saw my bananas. He was a banana seer. And uh, he pulled over, and I passed at the speed limit, slow. He he took his time getting back behind me. 
I kept going until about a couple turns, and then I was just gone. That's sketchy as fuck. Yeah. Did no, you do any that is sketchy because that, that I did launch control. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a real launch control where you yeah. pin you the tap the brake once, and then you floor it, and it goes to three grand and and a little bit of spin and. Poof. I tried to film it, but it was cool. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I was on these orchard roads, and uh, yeah, I was kind of doing too many things at once. But, yeah. uh, it just came out awful. That's cool, uh, dude. Yeah, I would say, like, if anyone's thinking of running a car, try to charge your RT. That's all I can tell you. So I think, you know, what's funny is we uh, we have these narrow focuses on cars that we love or we know we like already. And then when things happen, like, oh, uh, Lane got to go to this Lexus school and he was in this, like, yeah. Lexus GT car. Now it's like, well, that thing's pretty killer, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I drive this RT and I, before like, I have, like, zero opinion. It's yeah. almost like those aren't real car people at all. And then I'm like, oh, actually, you know, you can do some stuff with that. Probably still aren't real. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. said it. I didn't. All right. It's time for trivia. da 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 did you just take a dump part? Or? Scat pack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like scat pack fucking beef jerky stuff. <laughs> um, all right. I'm holding in my hands a sales brochure from Butts Acura. That's B-U-T-T-S Acura. We're not laughing at that. That's in uh, Seaside, California. 1995 Acura. Um, I'm going to ask you two questions. One is weight curb weight of the Acura NSX with a manual transmission as a five speed. Or as an unfair. He will go advantage. last. 3250. That's a pretty good guess because they are kind of heavier than you would think they are. It's kind of a long car. Um, but and this is a 95. I'm going to say 3124. 3050. Whoa. Art definitely wins. 3020. Ah, 20. Wow. 3020. Now, curb weight of an Integra Coupe manual transmission. 1995 Acura Integra. Now, the NSX was 3,020 pounds. 3,250. That's so heavy. Dun, 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 dun. Um, 20, 26.95. 26.95. I was going to say 26 flat. Wow. 2643. <laughs> oh, R1. R1. 43. Wow, so no awesome. price is right rules. Right? Well, I'm glad you're accurate or you're a Honda guy. So you're supposed to get those right. Yeah. And, and I remember like back well, Brian's in the day, at like, 3250. <laughs> that's pretty solid. <laughs> well, that's not too bad. That was a full car. Guess. Yeah. A lot and of people. And I remember like that being like a pig, you know, like back in the day, like the Honda guys. Well, be, like, because you were coming from those hatchbacks. Well, that yeah, weighed, the, like, well, the GSR was just also like, you know, you had leather. Yeah. And, like, oh, right. you didn't have to get leather. Cruise but, control. Yeah. And then what is a. Like, I mean, that's a, the lightest one right there. What is like an EG yeah, hatch or whatever? Uh, uh, like 2150, 2200, depending on which one you go with. So there's the CX or the V. X's were like right around 21. Yeah. And then if you go the previous version, the EFs, you can get them under 1900. Like the, I had an STD. Yes. You guys can laugh. I know. I know Civic standard. I saw your uh, modeling picture. Mine was 1900. Dang. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, bonus trivia. Here at the old Wrigley building, there is a vending machine out in the lobby. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, there's candy in there. Remaining candy bars. So this is for popularity's sake. Which one's more popular? Oh, okay. Twix or Kit Kat? Oh, God. Lane goes last. Wait. 
So you're, you're saying that fast? we're yeah, saying which one is there? Are there less remaining? Sure, more popular. Yes, yes. You don't have to give me a number. You just give me which one is more popular: Twix or Kit Kat? We don't know how long it took. You know, it's not. A, yeah, I know it's not science, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they just refill and kind of refilled. Right. Yeah. Does Lane go last because he just got some this morning? Or something? I don't know. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think Kit Kat is more popular. I'm gonna say Twix is more popular. I'm gonna say Twix because you're being a fucking piece of shit. Well, they don't even stock Kit Kat, you motherfucker. Oh come on! Oh, this is a lame yeah. thing. <laughs> they said that we can't sell those. They sold sell out. Like, they're so popular. They're, no, they're, everything's full. There's all this stuff everywhere. Oh, they man. can't even sell a Kit Kat <laughs> here. The <laughs> they, they used to stock them, but they didn't move. Right. So they like, like, get these stupid dusty things out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Warren said uh, yesterday there was a bunch of kids here from Pacific Collegiate, the charter school down yeah. the street, and they were up there. They were buying grooms were buying little tweet, sweets and whatnot tweets. here. <laughs> they were all bummed. They couldn't get Kit Kats. Probably, yeah. And then I saw some kid today, some two kids buying them. See? Yeah. It's so funny because their school has no vending machines, I'm sure. So this is as close as they can get. Oh, yeah. That's is kind of a good, that close? I mean, that's yeah, it's a right block, there. A couple blocks that way. One yeah. block, dude. Yeah. Past the hotel. We should actually put a vending machine in. Make some money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a podcast. Bye. We'll see you. Oh, it's some like sappy movie about this dog and this couple. And you're like, like shit. How do I, I'm, I'm like, where can I watch yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes. We have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week. Uh, we also give you discounts on rallies. Also, first chance to get on the rallies, which uh, this last one or this upcoming rally sold out. Within nine hours, and it's a it end, ended up being a patron only rally. Uh, yeah, and we give you uh, sticker packs and some other stuff. So go join us, patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks, we really appreciate it.